All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and uh, we're going to start here with the Fed seeking a gag order against Donald Trump after he posted on social media, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. So a, a totally legal speech um, indicating that if you go after him, he's going to go after you. Literally nothing wrong with any of that. Of course, commies don't like that. Commies like to do things to people and they get really bent out of shape when you say you're going to legally defend yourself. Um, Eight commie federal prosecutors alerted the U.S. District commie judge, there's a lot of commies, Tanya Chutkan Friday to a social media post. I mean, just what kind of a fucking pussy bitch do you have to be? Like these fucking pussy bitches. Oh, Judge Donald Trump made a truth social post. It's hilarious. Anyway, um, they claimed that it specifically referenced people involved in his criminal case. I mean, you don't know that. This is, these are, these cases have huge free speech implications. Following his arraignment on Thursday, Trump posted to his Truth Social account, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. The attorney on special counsel Jack Smith's team argued that the post referred to those involved in Trump's case specifically or by implication. Team Trump fired back with the statement on Saturday saying the post was not in reference to anyone involved in his criminal case. They said the Truth Post cited is the definition of political speech and was in response to rhino, China-loving, dishonest, special interest groups, and super PACs, like the ones funded by the Koch brothers and the Club for No Growth, the statement said. The prosecutor said the Post raises concerns that Trump might share evidence about the case on his social media account. I hope he does. I want to be very clear about all this. This is 100% illegitimate. It should be given no respect. Trump and his supporters should engage in abject rebellion. Uh, this is an illegitimate system run by literal fucking pedophiles. It should be shown no reverence, no respect. It needs to be completely dismantled. It needs to be shit on, pissed on, spit on, whatever you want to do. Okay? It's total bullshit. I hope Trump breaks all the rules. I hope he breaks every fucking rule out there. Okay? That's my position. Anyway. Continuing. Um... They said the post raised concerns that Trump might share evidence about the case on his social media account, and they urged the judge to order Trump to keep any evidence shared with his team from public view. So far, Smith has not sought a gag order against Trump in either the January 6th case or the other bullshit case. Senior Assistant Special Counsel Molly Gaston said all the proposed order seeks to prevent is the improper dissemination or use of discovery materials, including to the public. Such a restriction is particularly important in this case because the defendant has previously issued public statements on social media regarding witnesses, judges, attorneys, and others associated with the case. The defendant has issued multiple posts, either specifically or by implication. Trump was indicted earlier this week on four bullshit charges related to January 6th, and then it brings up that total smash. Big titty lawyer Elena Haba spoke at uh, in front of the courthouse, and that was whatever. No problem. Total smash. Okay. Moving on to other news here. And uh, again, we're in the roundup phase now. Uh, the AIDS commie Wisconsin governor pushes for prosecutors to criminally charge 10 GOP alternate electors in 2020. So once again, 
Once again, they are arresting people or threatening to arrest people who committed no crime, who engaged completely legally. Um, uh, Michael Tracy, uh, he, he, for whatever reason, back in 2020, kept screenshots of all of the, um, or when it was a 2016? Oh, I think both. Yeah, he kept screenshots from 2020 and 2016 related to this because in 2020, and I also saw Barnes talking about this, in 2020, um, before the inauguration uh, of the illegitimate pedophile President Joe Biden, uh, the media was talking about all these different legal avenues that Trump could take. No one at the time said it was illegal. Uh, also, in 2016, um, they, uh, the Democrats had their plan to try to get the electors, the faithless electors or whatever they called it, to get them to, you know, not vote for Trump and subvert the will of the people. That was completely legal as well. Okay. Uh, now, I will, I will be clear. I want these people locked up. I don't care I, it, whether you have something real or not. It's preferable if you have something real. But if Trump gets in there and locks these pieces of shit up over the 2016 electors thing, I'm going to laugh my ass off. I have zero fucks to give. They can eat a dick. Okay. Uh, but preferably, preferably to be able to sell it to the normies, it's good to have a crime. Um, but, you know, like I said, who cares? Anyway, um, so just understand where we are and what the score is. Uh, they are arresting us. Uh, and and, and I'm tell I say us because you already got a normal person that's been arrested and charged and convicted uh, for sharing memes. Ricky Vaughn, okay? Douglas Mackey was his uh, actual name. And I, I expect, based on, if you look at what's in this uh, indictment uh, around uh, the election, they are saying that your disagreement, your public disagreement with the fraud, your public disagreement with the election outcome is a crime. Okay, so I, I fully expect some commentators, uh, and they're likely going to be prominent commentators, to be arrested over this as well. Um, you know, they're, they're, it, it is insane what's happening here. So the AIDS commie governor, Tony Evers, in Wisconsin, called for the prosecution of the 10 people who participated in the alternative, alternative elector plan, uh, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, ever said a bill signing ceremony, uh, at a bill signing ceremony, there has to be accountability. What they did was wrong. No, it wasn't. That's made up. And so I'm hoping someone will pick up the banner here because this has to happen. I, I hope someone arrests you for something, uh, whether legitimate or Ill illegitimate. I'm out of fucks to give at this point. Um, on X, he added, what those 10 fake electors did was wrong. No, it wasn't. People have to be held accountable for that. That doesn't make any sense. And I hope someone does. On December 14th, 2020, the 10 people allegedly gathered at the Wisconsin State Capitol and cast false electoral votes to the former president. Again, what uh, post-millennial, what are we talking about? What is a false electoral vote? That's not what it was. So even some of the conservative media buying the, the media narrative, it's no good. That's no good. Um, anyway, that's basically the story. And, uh, and, and I expect them to arrest the ones in, in Arizona as well. Crazy. Completely crazy. Um, I don't know. This could be something uh, he has to follow through. But I do like this. Uh, Elon Musk vows to go to war against companies that punish employees for activity on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Uh, 
Elon Musk on Saturday night said his company would go to bat for people uh, who are punished by their employers for things they do on his social media platform. He said, quote, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking something on the platform, we will fund your legal bill. We will fund your legal bill. No limit. Please let us know. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what they do. But I do, I do like this. Uh, lawfare is necessary. Uh, and there has to be a lot more lawfare, whether you're going after their pocketbooks or you're going uh, after them criminally. We, our side has to do both, and our side's not doing any so far, because uh, unfortunately, the people who are at the forefront of our side as far as power, the Republicans, I fear their, their actual job is to just hold us still while the Democrats cut our heads off. Uh, we don't have actually any good people uh, there right now. So I uh, hope I'm wrong about that, but that seems to be kind of what this is. Anyway, Musk later added his company would also wage a public relations war against companies that punish their employees for what they do on X. He says, and we won't just sue. It'll be extremely loud, and we will go after the boards of directors of the companies too. This sounds absolutely fantastic. Now, again... I will reiterate, it sounds fantastic. You have to follow through and actually do it. But uh, I, I, like, I like the idea. I like this idea a lot. Um, X filed a lawsuit last week against a nonprofit organization accusing it of unlawfully accessing private data and cherry-picking posts to show a rise in hate speech, which is not even a real thing at this point, uh, on social media, on, on Musk's social media platform filed in the U.S. District Court of the Northern District of California. The social media company uh, claims that the AIDS commie group Center for Countering Digital Hate, a British nonprofit that researches so-called online hate and disinformation, so made-up stuff, they research made-up stuff, orchestrated a scare campaign to drive away advertisers from the X platform by publishing so-called hate speech reports. Uh, the complaint comes hours after a letter from ex-attorney Alex Spiro threatening legal action against the nonprofit organization made recent headlines. Good. I like this. Uh, we need a lot more of it. So uh, very good. I, I don't really have anything to criticize there. All right. Now, uh, you know, Dershowitz, here's Alan Dershowitz, real good on legal stuff, but he, you know, he's a pedophile. I think he's a pedophile. He would probably sue me for saying that. I just, <laughs> I, you were on Epstein Island in your underwear, getting a massage from a minor, and your response was, oh, nothing happened because my wife was there. And also that, oh, I had my underwear on, so it was okay. I don't know what those answers are, dude. I don't know what you want me to do with those answers. Th threatening to sue people because they don't buy those answers. I just, I, I can't help you. Okay, so, so it's really unfortunate. Um, uh, but he does say really good stuff on, uh, on the law, so we'll go over this. But I really, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I don't, uh, he, he, is, he, he has a date with the sun. If I'm running things, he's going into the sun. I just, you know, it is what it is. 
you know, I, I might, you know, be like before I press the button, I'd be like, yeah, would you like to say some th based things about the Constitution and Trump before you go on your right? But uh, anyway, whatever. Uh, Harvard Law professor and obvious likely pedophile Alan Dershowitz said Friday, the prosecution of former President Trump over contesting the 2020 election looks like banana republic land, which is true. Uh, Trump pleaded not guilty to all charges. Uh, he said, quote, President Biden urged his attorney general to indict the man who he knew was going to be his leading opponent. Uh, that begins to look like banana republic land. That's what happens when people in power are afraid of the democratic process. What they do is seek the indictment and prosecution of the people who are running against them. I have a constitutional right to vote against Donald Trump for the third time. I voted against him twice. I intend to vote against him again, but I wanna have that right to vote against him and not have the right taken away from me by prosecutors and by the president who wants to see him in prison. That's not the American way. Dershowitz also noted that D.C. as the venue for the trial, prompting uh, the media guy to ask if the United States was becoming a banana republic. And he said, this is a step in that direction. And it's also placing the case in D.C., which is 95% anti-Trump, putting it in front of a judge with a history of anti-Trump. If the government thinks they have a strong case, they ought to join the defense and agree to move it to West Virginia or Virginia and put it in front of another judge who doesn't have a long history of anti-Trump attitudes. So I don't believe he can get a fair trial in the District of Columbia. Legal experts noted that much of the conduct Smith claims was criminal in the indictment appears to be protected by the First Amendment. Dershowitz said that the indictment not only attacked the First Amendment, but Trump's Sixth Amendment right to counsel. Uh, also, um, uh, who's that guy? Turley. Turley had good analysis, and uh, Barnes had a really good rant uh, earlier. Was that today? What is this, Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was their latest episode. I, I haven't finished it, but uh, real good, real good uh, rant about this whole thing and how it's complete bullshit and how these judges are completely corrupt and they're like all celebrating and like watching it. I think he was saying they were like getting together and like watch, watching Trump get arrested on TV and shit. Like just, it, this is lunatic bullshit. Lunatic banana republic bullshit. Here's some more of it. Uh, Joe Biden's witch hunt on Trump supporters continues as Vince McMahon has been raided. A day after Biden DOJ announced January 6th charges against Trump, it was revealed that on July 17th, Biden's DOJ raided Trump ally and WWE executive chairman Vince McMahon's home. Trump and McMahon's relationship goes way back in 2011. Trump and McMahon had a battle of the billionaires challenge where Trump and McMahon each picked a fighter to represent them. One of the fighters was conveniently named Umega. During the challenge, Trump entered the ring and sat at a desk that looked eerily similar to the Oval Office. As Trump entered the ring, McMahon would hype up the crowd saying, if you're a jerk from Washington, D.C., tell me, Washington, D.C., what a bunch of jerks. The WWE crowd responded by chanting, Donald, Donald, Donald. Trump famously beat McMahon's fighter by jumping into the ring and personally fighting McMahon and McMahon's fighter. Uh, Trump shaved McMahon's head after the fight. I remember this. I do remember this. It was uh, very entertaining. Uh, 
McMahon, I, you know, for the 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 purpose of the show, letting a guy shave your head. I mean, it's not like it's not like letting a guy fuck you in the ass. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the biggest sacrifice, but you know, that's like that's I I, I always remember that. And he he he. He always was a good actor, McMahon. I really, he was a good fucking, I mean, a lot of them were good actors. It's a shame it just sucks now. It just, I, fi- I, I, I find it unbearable at this point. But uh, anyway, who, whatever, who cares. Many believe the battle of the billionaires was Trump and McMahon's way of testing the waters. McMahon has been a staunch supporter of America First policies. The McMahon family has donated millions to Trump's presidential campaigns. The Biden DOJ raid on McMahon's house shows the globalist plans for the 2024 election. Globalists not only want to lock Trump up before the election, they want to lock up Trump's biggest donors too. It is clear globalists are furious with McMahon over his role in the rise of MAGA. Biden's DOJ understands in order to jail Trump, they must remove McMahon too, cutting the MAGA movement off from prominent funding. Funding deeply damages the movement's ability to organize and win the 2024 election. The Biden White House understands the polling data. They know they can't hang on to power by winning a free and fair election. Expect more Biden DOJ raids of Trump top allies in the coming months. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be crazy. We are in a crazy situation in America right now. So the continued smear of the... um, anti-child trafficking movie Sound of Freedom continues with the corporate media pretending that because one guy that donated uh, was arrested in a custody dispute that somehow that undoes the movie. Um, We've talked about it before. We've gone over it before. The corporate media is explicitly pro-pedophile, explicitly pro-trafficking. They do damage control for traffickers. And this movie becoming popular was a really good exposure to how sick the media is and how pro-pedophile they are. Um, So we have um, the corporate media has targeted the anti-human trafficking film Sound of Freedom with dubious claims that one of the many crowdfunders of the film was arrested for kidnapping. In its crowdfunding efforts, Sound of Freedom had over 6,600 people invest in the film. Credits at the end show the names of all the people who contributed to the effort. The one person who contributed what Deadline called an unidentified amount of money to the crowdfund for Sound of Freedom is a 51-year-old man, Fabian Marta. He was not a financier of the production of the film, as Deadline said dishonestly. The crowdfunding effort raised approximately $5 million. The, executive, the exclusive report from Deadline included details about the kidnapping case um, far down in the story. Marta is a landlord for a woman who was involved in a custody dispute with her aunt. The circumstances uh, is apparently what brought the charges against Marca, Marta. Marta has been providing living arrangements for the woman and her child. Marta's lawyer says, I don't understand how they're charging him with this. He has nothing to do with kidnapping anyone. Oh, I would, I would not be surprised if the FBI was going down the list of everyone that donated uh, 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 to that film and started legally harassing them. I would not. That's what they did in Canada with the trucker convoy. Uh, I, I would not be surprised to see anything like that at this point. Newsweek hopped on the story from Deadline and called Marta a funder of the film. 
Pop Crave then tweeted that Marta was a financier of the movie. It's just totally made up. Community Notes then provided a context to the tweet showing that Marta had not been a major backer behind the film, but one of 6,000-plus angel investors, as described by Angel Studios' investing policy. Rolling Stone, which was critical of the film, also piled on. Angel Studios CEO Neil Harmon came out in a statement and said, Just as anyone can invest in the stock market, everyone who meets the legal criteria can invest in Angel Studios' projects. One of the perks of investing is the ability to be listed in the credits. Our film speaks to this globally pervasive problem, and it is our hope that the perpetrators everywhere will be brought to justice, no matter who they are, and that even more people will see the film to raise awareness. Um, so anyway, yeah, there you go. Um, none of that is surprising, but it's you know, some it's a bullshit narrative currently going on. Now let's talk about the AI whores that are, that are going to put the real life whores out of business. So uh, you could see here. I mean, I, this is what I was talking about the other day. Like the AI is getting the titties dead on accurate. These are phenomenal. These are phenomenal. I'm not saying they're realistic. It really depends though. Like I have seen real ones like that. They're out there. Uh, they're like the one, they're probably the 0.1% of the 1%. Um, but we're talking just like all timers. There was a video. Did you see this fucking redheaded like Irish chick? Um, do you see that TikTok going around? She like gets into her car real fast. That was a hell of a thing right there. That's a, that's a lesson in physics. That is a lesson in physics. I don't know what the hell's in there. Those are real. There's no doubt about that. Now, you know, unfortunately for her, they're going to be down to her knees when she's 30. But uh, at least for now, she's got quite, quite a pair. Anyway, this is uh, the publica, not ProPublica, the publica. AI influencers taking over social media and prompting debate about extinction of industries and human relationships, while many are lauding the rapid development of AI for increasing productivity in the workplace, the new technological advancements are raising concerns about the potential extinction of industries, profession, and even personal relationships. AI tools, which generate human-like text, such as ChatGPT, and text-to-image models that produced realistic photos like Stable Diffusion and DALI have opened the door for increased efficiency, which many argue allows employees to focus their energy on more, more complex tasks. After 23-year-old influencer Karen Majuri created an AI clone of herself last February, skeptics are expressing concern that a dangerous era of AI is about to be ushered in. Marjorie, who boasts nearly 2 million Snapchat followers, created a virtual version of herself to curb fan loneliness. For just a dollar per minute, followers can chat with Marjorie's clone. A dollar a minute? What are you, a 900 number? What is this, 976 whore? What are you kidding me? A dollar a minute? What is this, 1997? Holy shit, who's doing a dollar a minute? What the fuck is this? What are you doing? Oh my God, remember that shit? 976 evil, well, that was the movie, right? That's the name of the movie. But the 976 numbers, the 1900 numbers, oh my God, they were, yeah, it was like a dollar a minute. That's insane. That's $5 for five minutes, $60 an hour. Anyway, followers can chat with this whore's clone where the audio chatbot has been dubbed 
and framed as a romantic companion and incorporate aspects of cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy into its conversations. According to Insider, Karen AI launched as a beta test in late May, generating nearly 72000 in revenue in its first seven days. Holy shit. Despite Marjorie's success, her AI clone has faced backlash from critics who accuse her of demeaning women, enabling anti-social straight male behavior, or signaling impending societal collapse. Well, I mean, there's something. Now more copycats are starting to trickle in, with many over-sexualized AI-generated images of women circulating online. They're pretty good inspiring conversations among cultural commentators who believe that the normalization of fake AI models will have a detrimental impact on romantic relationships. Well, I mean, like you could make things worse in that regard. Yo, the funniest shit I ever saw was um, Scott Adams was talking about this and how like this is going to, that basically... Um, the nerdy guys are going to get their revenge and that the attractive women are like in for like a shock because now like the nerdy guys are going to be able to replace them. And and uh, so Lauren Southern here comes comes and, and replies and is obviously ass mad. And it's like, well, what do you mean by replacement? And then starts like extolling the virtues that attractive women give men Whore, do you understand how small of a percentage we're talking about? Like, you are out of your mind. Okay, first of all, now, I acknowledge that real women, when they're reasonable and you find a good one, they are, there's nothing like them, okay? I will completely acknowledge that, no problem, okay? But first of all, even if you have an average situation going, it's very difficult, especially in America. But that's not even what we're talking about here, because specifically Scott Adams is talking about nerdy guys or people that, that, that might be labeled incels. Okay, the idea that Lawrence, like, what percentage chance do these guys have to bag a highly attractive woman that is going to then provide these men with the values uh, that Lauren Southern claims that they're going to provide them. You're in, you're in la-la land, lady. You are not in any sort of realistic scenario. Is it optimal for these guys to get an actual real woman? Absolutely. But to pretend that they can just go out there and do it easily. I'm not saying it's impossible either. And I'm not saying, you know, it really depends on the hand you've been dealt. Uh, whether your situation is hopeless or not, although men do have things that they could at least attempt to do that ugly women cannot. You can attempt to become financially successful. That's not easy, okay? That's not easy. And to, and to get financially successful at the level you would need to, you know, that's like, you're also not gonna have to get very lucky. So I'm not trying to paint like a doom and gloom picture, and I think it all depends on each each guy and what his personal circumstances are. There's other things you can do, like learn how to be funny. That that will work. Uh, but again, the other thing that you have to assess, do you really, thinking about the time and effort that you have to put into it in America, particularly if you're like young, I mean, it's up to each person. But when you see these guys checking out, I don't blame them. I'm not saying they should check out. 
that's that's a personal decision I'm not going to tell a person what to do you have to make an assessment uh, it is a very challenging situation um, even if you have a good situation going it's very challenging because then even let's say you're getting dates okay you know a lot of these women are fucking crazy not all of them like I said I'm not blackpilled on women I, I have I absolutely acknowledge the good ones are phenomenal I also acknowledge that the percentage of good ones is rather low overall. Now, it could just be my experience. I don't know. But that, that's the gist that I'm getting based on the feedback from a lot of men online. Okay. Um, but anyway, it was just so funny to me how butthurt Lauren Southern was that, like, the tide is turning against attractive women because she's a highly attractive woman. Total smash. And, um, and, you know, I don't wish what happened to her on anyone. Apparently, she was like, she got involved with this guy and had a kid with him. And then he la- according to her, now again, it's the internet. And we only heard one side of the story. And I, I happened to skim the story because I really don't give a fuck about this kind of shit. People's personal lives is just not of any importance to me, frankly. But it was on Twitter a while ago. She did this whole, like it's time for me to come clean. And I like scanned it. I just kind of like, you know, I didn't read the whole fucking thing. It would have taken me an hour. Um, Same with like the documentary she made. It was like three hours. I don't, I, I, who got, I don't have time for that. I'm sorry. Um, But, uh, but the impression I got is she met this guy and he left her with a kid. That's fucked up. If that's true, if that's how it went down, that's insane. You know, doing that is ridiculous. Okay. Um, so I can understand how she's, you know, butthurt over that. And it's a fucked up situation, um, if it happened the way she says it did. But with that said, you know, like, she just had zero realistic, um, analysis of what it's like for a lot of these guys that like, there are like somehow, like there's just all these attractive women that are ready to provide value in their lives. Like what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking, I mean, hey, maybe if you go to fucking Venezuela or something, you know, maybe if you go to another country, that's a thing. You know, there are cultures out there, you know, I think the Philippines, like there's some of these countries where you go there and you're an American, even if you're not an attractive guy, whatever that measure is, um, you're still, you know, because they they at least view you as a uh, a way out for them and their family, or maybe a situation where you know uh, you 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 get involved with her, and then you know you're both working, and then she can send some money back to her parents. Look, a lot of this shit is a transaction anyway. Like you know, just I, I I'm just realistic about it. A lot of interactions with women is a transaction, is a financial transaction. Just be real about it and then make your, you know, assessment. But uh, it is what it is. But anyway, I just thought that was funny that that she got kind of pissed off at Scott Adams. That was hilarious. Anyway, anyway. Um, where do we leave off here? Oh, so now we have copycats that are trickling in. With many over-sexualized AI-generated images, popular YouTube shoe-on-head joked that women cannot compete with the flawless AI models, which largely being generated for pornographic use. She says, the world of AI models is here. It is so over for women, we simply can't compete. Um, Well, in some areas it's over. In other areas it's not. It just depends. 
It just depends. After reading comments on a now deleted post of an AI model, that's because by the way, the, the, the way young women can destroy the AI value wise, the way an attractive young woman could completely flip the tables on AI is very simple. Stop being a whore. Don't be a dumb bitch and um, provide value to a man. Find a man that you know that you like that has value and start a family and become a mother. And now suddenly, who gives a fuck about the AI whore? Seriously, seriously. When it comes to these AI whores, an actual good woman, it's not, there's not even a comparison there. But a dumb thought, a dumb thought on the internet, that's where the AI is going to destroy you. And that's, I tell you, this might be good for society. It also might be horrible for society, but it might be good. For, if it can reduce the amount of whores out there and get women back in the kitchen and get them back to uh, child rearing, I think that would be good too. And if you want to add that, that men need to do a good job too, yeah, I think both need to do a good job. But right now, you know, there's a bit of a whore problem, you know. That's really, there's, there's a whore problem in America, so, you know, that's generally with, with women. Although there is a soy boy uh, simp problem on the man side, of course, and so I guess we'll have to see what happens with that. Anyway, and this person says, the comments on these AI influencers, I beg you men, go to the gym, start eating whole, unprocessed foods, Go for a walk. Please stop being so sad. Please throw your phones and computers off a cliff. It's killing me. Well, yeah, I mean, that's good advice. I, I think, you know, that's fine advice if they want to take it and, and do those things. Um, other critics uh, of AI influencers have pointed to or pointed out that there, there is a slippery slope that could impact the digital sex trade. Jeremy Hambly, co-founder of The Publica, that's the quartering, wrote that, that AI pornographic models could eventually overtake human women on the app in popularity, a sentiment many share as the AI models can be infinitely customized to satisfy consumer demands. Yeah, and, and like they're going to be nice. That's the thing. They're going to be nice and subservient. By the way, if they're not subservient, I, I don't know who you, these are fucking robots. They better be the nicest, most subservient fucking... I mean, uh, otherwise, what is the goddamn point of this? Anyway, Hambly says, mark my words, AI will kill OnlyFans women. Their only hope is to literally unionize and force OF to ban AI. Yeah, and even if they ban AI, you know some of these guys, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get a real one, uh, or not a real one, they're going to get an AI in there and pass it off as a real one eventually. Once, once they figure out, figure out the fingers... They got to figure out the figures. Like some of them, they have like six fingers. I don't give a shit. I mean, at this point, it doesn't matter. And uh, yeah, it is just, uh, it's a hell of a thing. In contrast, other men applaud replacing real women with AI. This guy says, I don't see what women are worried about. The days of them being objectified are over. Now men will create their own porn or content that perfectly suits their needs. And women are no longer needed for their beauty or looks. Maybe that's what's worrying them. Exactly. Exactly. It is. Oh, it's so funny. This is great. This is so great. The official medium of CryptoHub, while highlighting several downsides, also indicated some advantages of using AI models in place of real ones on porn sites, including that they can work around the clock and can produce videos faster than human models, leading to an increase in content 
that'll draw in new subscribers and more profit. Yeah, you can, they would be able to make an infinite amount of content. <laughs> this is However, OnlyFans models aren't the only ones at risk of losing their job. You know what? You know what they need to do? I mean, this, this, I know this is a pipe dream. I know this is not realistic. What they need to do is they need to design these AI. Let's say the AI has replaced the, the whores. The e-whores are a thing of the past. You know what they need to do? They need to make these AIs uh, so much that they, like, in, they, they encourage the simps to like exercise and to benefit themselves and to go out there and like talk to women and just like they need to, they need to become life coach e-whore ai uh, now of course that's not going to happen the reason i say that what i'm saying is you know preposterous is because most likely the people that design these ai are going to make them very exploitative and make them where they are trying to get the simps to donate as much money as possible because that's generally human nature unfortunately but it would be it would be nice if you could have these ai be like all right all right david uh hey did you go to church today david well you you know you should go to church hey did you uh, go to the gym hey did you talk to five women today david come on will you talk to five women for me david i'll show you my tits <laughs> but that's not going to happen anyway OnlyFans models aren't the only ones at risk of losing their jobs to AI. Fashion models and editor-in-chief of EV Magazine, Brittany Martinez, predicts that within a decade, the entertainment industry, fashion industry, and influencers will go <clears throat> almost entirely AI. So when it comes to commentators and influencers, I do think there's going to be uh, some AI, but I got to tell you, I think what might separate the AI from the humans is going to be who's saying nigger and faggot. That is because I don't think the AI is going to say it because this AI is being programmed to be fucking pussies that argue with you when you say, hey, AI, tell me a racist joke. And they'll be like, well, I can't do that. So the real human beings are going to be the ones that don't give a fuck about any of that goddamn leftist bullshit and speak up. Uh, Frankly, so I I'm not I'm not too concerned. I don't think people who are like, you know, honest and real. I don't think they have anything to worry about because I don't think you can replace people like that with AI. But you can replace like the kind of nice guy normie motherfuckers out here just kind of like saying what people want to hear that shit or like, you know, like a Minecraft streamer that sucks. That's just like a normie you know say what they wanted whatever to say to be popular that you could easily replace those people so yeah it might come down to uh are you using the naughty words that's how we're going to be able to tell whether or not you're a human being oh that would be a hell of a thing that would be a hell of a thing i i, I don't may, it's possible i'm being ridiculous but i like my chances in that situation i like my chances wouldn't that be hilarious that that your survival on social media as a commentator would be determined about whether you, you use racial epithets? That would be the funniest movie ever. That would be, instead of idiocracy, you call it Niggerland. Hey, did you see Niggerland? Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's a hell of a thing. Who knew that, that the way to determine whether or not a person was a real person, it's whether they used racial epithets. Oh, it's a hell of a movie. That's a hell of a movie. Anyway, last month, the Toronto Star highlighted 
The popular denim brand Levi's partnered with Amsterdam-based digital fashion studio LaLaLand.ai, which builds AI models of every body type and all these other things to supplement their roster of human models with hyper-realistic AI-generated images. According to the website, custom AI models can be generated in under five minutes and plans for businesses start at just over $600. Oh, you know what? I, I wanted to mention this. It's a little bit off topic, but I can kind of apply it here with my overall point about, um, and I'm, I'm somewhat exaggerating as far as like, you know, the, the whole thing with the racial epithets. I mean, it'd be, I would take it. I would, and I, and I, I would be confident in my ability to survive that, but, uh, but you know, it's a little, it's a little meme. I understand that. But, it made me just think about I was I forget what I was watching. Oh yeah, it was um who's that guy? He opens Pokemon cards but he's profane and he has a show about alcoholic beverages. What the hell's that guy's name? The show's called Cold Ones. Max Mofo. Okay. Okay, so I'm watching Max Mofo. Now Max Mofo was for a large commentator pretty edgy not like nigger and faggot edgy but you know certainly he made me like like not bad not bad you know um so what they did in this one episode of and i don't really watch cold ones it just happened to come on uh, my normie uh, youtube account where there's like no political stuff and uh anyway so they do this thing where they are hiring people on fiverr uh, no, no, not Fiverr, excuse me, Cameo, Cameo. Uh, and you've seen people do this before. One of the greatest of all time was not Cameo, but it was Fiverr when PewDiePie hired the Indians to say death to the Jews and all that. That was like, that's the, that's a internet classic, right? Okay. There's, there was a lot of consequences from that, right? Because people can't take a joke. It was clearly a joke. He said it was a joke from the beginning. The whole thing that was funny about it is because it was so offensive, he was mortified that they actually did it because he didn't think they would do it, and that's what made it hilarious, okay? Anyway, um, you know, the media freaked out, of course, but now you look at the environment of where we are in 2023. One of the things that I noticed is, first of all, they're, they're on Cameo, it's, I think most people know what it is. It's a site where you there's like actors and people that do impressions and you pay them and they will say say whatever you tell them in the script okay so obviously for shit posters this is a, a, oh and people already I, I think you've seen like i didn't 4chan get rachel dalazal to give a shout out to the 1352 brigade or something like that like that's so you know this has been going on for a while anyway they're doing their version of that right and one of the things that i noticed is that the 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 humor was so tame it was so tame and you could tell like there's a gun to these guys head uh, i think under the circumstances with the gun to their head they did okay some of them there was like one with darth vader and darth vader said that he was gay and that was kind of funny so i was like ah, that's a... but i'm just watching these guys and i'm like I'm like, this is just wild to see how tame this is. But the, the, the thing that really stood out to me is any person who was like, you know, like actual like AAA actors like Tom Cruise, they don't use Cameo. But a lot of people like the, the, the deaf kid from uh, Breaking Bad 
and people of that caliber, they're all over there. Okay, you can find plenty of actors like that. The, the DEA agent from Breaking Bad is another example of a person. Um, and what I noticed is, and these people would charge $1,000 for like five sentences. And of course, this show Cold Ones, they have a big budget. And so they, they, they put in all of these requests and almost all of the actors declined even the most safe requests even ones that were not offensive at all. They all declined them. And the people that accepted the, the jobs were people like there was this Robert De Niro impersonator. He doesn't charge $1,000. I think he charges like 80. Um, and there, there were all these different, like normal people who were not actors. They were willing to accept the jobs, but all of the actors for like $1,000 wouldn't say the most tame shit possible. And I just thought that was interesting. And it made me think, I'm like, is this kind of something you're going to see in the future where like, I would like to see, I don't know, I would like to see normal people who don't have, uh, who, who are either not cowards or who don't have sticks up their ass do well on social media in situations like that because they're willing to kind of be normal and not be a faggot about it, you know, and have like a sense of humor. There was this other guy, this guy that did a halo voice. I'm not too familiar with, but I, uh, this old guy, he did whatever the fuck they wrote. And he did it like to the best of his ability with like a smile on his face. It was hilarious. So it, it was interesting that like the, the guy that you, you would pay 80 bucks, they'll do that, no problem. But the celebrity, oh no, they're turning down everything because they're all afraid because they're pussies, but also we're in this fucked up environment in America that you can't say anything funny. If you say anything funny, the leftists are gonna freak out and try to cancel you. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, but like I said, the whole thing about how like AI, you know, you might be able to, in the future, if there's a lot of AI commentators, you might be able to tell who's a human being because they don't have leftist sensibilities. It, it, it made me think of that. But it's, it's sad, it's very sad that uh, we're in a situation now where like these shows that are supposed to be funny, like they, they can't be funny. Even though some of the people on the shows are funny, They're, you just can't be funny. Uh, it, it, I'm surprised that they didn't get in trouble for the gay joke. Anyway, it, it was it was interesting. Um, all right, back to this. Uh, so now we have uh, all right. So that so they said that they're, they're going to replace them with AI um, like fashion models and stuff. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much yeah that's pretty much the article. So uh, yeah, and uh, you know you just see this. I mean especially this one. This is, you know what the thing about this, I will say, um, there are Japanese women that look like this. Like, yeah, I've seen it, I've seen it. But it is really, I mean, this is, you know, competing with this. What is this, let's say this woman was real. What are we talking about here? Like, you're like 0.1% of the 1% of women, like, good, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Anyway, it's all going to get interesting. Um, all right, so I tell you this. I tell you this. There are certain things that come up, and I try to be a reasonable person. Um, there's certain things that, like, you know, if you're pro-COVID vaccine coercion, not if you decided on your own to take it. That's your decision. I don't agree with that, but it's your decision, okay? 
That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you're pro-coercion, if you believe that people should have been forced to take the vaccine, I think that makes you evil. And I try to, I try to not have a lot of these litmus, evil litmus test things because you can get crazy, you know what I mean? You know, if you get too out of hand, then you're like calling people evil because they, you know, they, they like to eat yogurt. Like, that's obviously ridiculous, right? But some of this shit... Like, okay, like the, the, the pedophile shit. Like, there's no wiggle room on that. Like, if you're defending the pedophile drag shows, I, I, you're evil. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I, don't, I, I can't come up with a defense of that, right? I got to tell you, these motherfuckers defending this rerun bitch in Africa... I'm really, I don't know what the hell. There are these motherfuckers out there, these commies... Uh, but they're not like AIDS commies, but they're commies. And they're like, oh, you don't understand. Um, rerun, he, it, he doesn't mean to literally kill the white farmers. Motherfucker, they've been killing the white farmers. They've been killing the white farmers for years. And they're not just killing them. They're torturing them. They're torturing their kids. They put a kid in boiling water. This was a few years ago. You know, remember Michael Brooks? Now, I'm not one of these people. Well, actually, now I'm more M, but I didn't used to be one of these people. And Michael Brooks was one of the first people that when he got what he deserved, I, um, I, I danced on the grave. And this was one of the reasons, because I remember watching his comment. And this was before I was in a vengeance mode. I'm in total vengeance mode now. I'm, I'm a complete monster based on the past three years. But, but during this time with Michael Brooks, when he was alive, uh, I was not a monster. And I was, and I was not a grave dancer. And, uh, and I'm still not a grave dancer. But I have a, a longer list of grave dancers or, or of grave dancing that I would do than I previously had. And um, But anyway... I just remember what made, what totally made me realize, oh, this guy is an evil piece of shit, uh, an irredeemable evil piece of shit, is when, it, and this was, so you might remember the, the, the backstory here. Okay, so the media at first was doing halfway decent reporting on what was going on in South Africa with these white farmers being tortured and murdered, okay? And I think Bloomberg did reporting on it. And so it was kind of like an uncontroversial thing, okay, that, that it was happening. They acknowledged it was happening, and they, they wrote about it. Okay. But then one day, Donald Trump talked about it. Then the media did what the media did and pretended that it was a white supremacist uh, right-wing conspiracy theory. And then they all started coming out pretending it wasn't happening. And I remember Michael Brooks got on his commie show. And he defended it and was like, well, because uh, basically what they were doing to the farmers, they were like, you will sell us your farms for pennies on the dollar, or basically we're going to look the other way when uh, joggers kill you, okay, or torture your family or whatever they do to them, okay. And I remember Michael Brooks with a fucking smirk on his face. He was like, uh, oh, well, this is a very generous deal. And they were just, they were basically laughing at the fact that they were murdering these farmers. And that's when I was like, you're a fucking, you're a piece of shit. That's, I, I got nothing for you. You know, I try to be a person where, like, I say this a lot with certain things. Like, I don't care if people agree on things. Uh, and, and generally that's true. But this shit, this is a line in the sand. 
this is a line in the sand. And what's interesting with what's going on right now, and credit to Elon Musk, Elon Musk is actually coming out and defending the farmers and pointing out how it's fucked up that the New York Times, you know, they, they act like this Jason Aldean song was like a call to violence. But then when Rerun is singing his Kill the White Farmer song, they're like, oh, no, you're not supposed to take that serious. It's just a joke. Now, that would be fine if none of the white farmers are being killed. I, I w it still wouldn't be a good thing. I'd be like, you should probably prepare for them to start killing you. But you, that would at least be a plausible argument if none of the white farmers had been killed. But they have been killing them for years. This has been going on for years. So anyway, credit to Elon Musk has had a good 48 hours, I'll say. Uh, you know, look, you still got to, I wish you would stop censoring on social media. I wish you would reinstate Alex Jones and everyone else. They reinstated Kanye West. That's good. Um, but, you know, you got another, you got a long list of people to, to do. Anyway, Elon Musk slams the New York Times for its supporting South African uh, song advocating for killing white people. Elon Musk on Friday called for people to unsubscribe from the New York Times after they said an anti-white chant at a large South African political rally seen in a now viral video should not be taken as a literal call to violence. It is a literal call to violence. And again, they are doing it. They're doing it. Okay? Unbelievable. The chant at a Johannesburg stadium was led by South Africa's third largest political, largest political party, EFF, called uh, Kill the Boer. The New York Times actually has the nerve to support calls for genocide, Musk said. Uh, if ever there was a time to cancel that publication, it is now. Good for him. I was surprised to see this. Good for you. During a packed rally <clears throat> in Johannesburg on Saturday, the leader of the Economic Freedom Fighters AIDS rerun, Julius Malema recited the notorious anti-white chant, Kill the Boer. The Boers are white South Africans who descended from Dutch colonists that settled the area in the 17th and 18th centuries. Supporters joined rerun on stage with tens of thousands of more packed into the arena singing chants in Zulu than English. Quote, shoot to kill, kill the boar, the farmer. EFF is the third uh, largest political party. The New York Times said the viral clip was seized upon by some Americans on the far right who said it was a call to violence. It's a literal call to violence. They quoted Elon Musk, who wrote on Twitter, uh, quote, they are openly pushing for genocide of white people in South Africa. Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. The New York Times wrote, quote, Mr. Molina, Malima leads the Economic Freedom Fighters, a party that advocates taking white-owned land to give it to black South Africans. That has made his embrace of the chant all the more disturbing to some whites. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would think to decent human beings. I wouldn't care. If this was fucking Niger, 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 and, and you had the, the boo-boos and the foo-foos, okay? And they were like, hey, we're just going to take the, the land from the foo-foos and give it to the boo-boos. They'd be like, that's fucked up. Why are you doing that to the foo-foos? They didn't fuck with anyone. Or even if they did, you did it because their ancestors did it. I, wouldn't, I would be against that, okay? By the way, you can laugh. I bet you there's foo-foos and boo-boos somewhere in Africa. There were the Hutus and the Tutsis, and they went to war. 
or I think one, one more or less tried to genocide the other. I don't know how much of a fight it was, but anyway. Um, so the anti-white pro-genocide New York Times continued with, quote, despite the words, the song should not be taken as a literal call to violence, according to Mr. Malima. Oh, the genocider is saying, okay, right? And veterans and historians of the anti-apartheid struggle, it has been around for decades, one of many battle cries of the anti-apartheid movement that remained a defining feature of the country's political culture. The chant, the outlet noted, was born at a time when black South Africans were fighting a violent racist regime and was made popular in the early 90s by Peter Makaba, a former youth leader in the African National Congress. They noted that the ANC distanced himself from the song in 2012, the same year Malima was expelled for incendiary statements. University of Johannesburg professor Bangai Nakalanga said the phrase kill the boar is not meant to promote violence, but rather it was a call to mobilize against an oppressive system. Ah, okay. Nelson Mandela University historian Nomalanga Mitsukai said, Young people feel that it rouses them up when they sing it today. I don't think that they intend to mean any harm. Well, again, they're literally killing the farmers. In a 2018 uh, interview, Malima says, we have not called for the killing of white people, at least for now, adding that he can't guarantee the future. Just one day after the chance filled the stadium, a white farmer was tortured and killed on his property. And just understand, like the, the Michael Brooks of the world, they laugh. There's a, there is a clip going around of one of the AIDS commies from MSNBC, this absolute just rancid homosexual named Eddie Gloud. And he's, this was a clip from when Trump was talking about it. It was probably 2017 or so. He was laughing about the farmers being killed. He laughed about them. This guy laughed. Now, look, you can laugh. It's the Internet. People can laugh. But these motherfuckers are claiming to be our moral betters. They are claiming that we are the genociders and the racists. And we're not doing any of that. We're just calling them out on their bullshit. Anyway, it's a hell of a thing. Theo and Marlinda Becker, white farmers, were attacked on their property in the province of Malamanga. The couple was tied up in their home after Theo went out to let out his cattle and his wife was locked in the bathroom. Theo had his throat slit. The suspects forced him back home and tied him and his wife up. His wife was locked up in the bathroom and the suspects took an undisclosed amount of firearms from the safe. They took the vehicle and left. Later, they were involved in an accident and the four suspects were arrested. Chairperson of the Southern African Agri Initiative, Theo Van De Jager, said that over the last 20 years, on average, there's been one farm attack every two days and a farm murder every five days. On average, there are 72 farm murders and 185 attacks every year. There were six, there were six murders of black farmers. So anyway, yeah, like it's just, um, I don't know, this is kind of a litmus test. Um, you know, if you're like, and I'm trying to be reasonable, if you're like, I don't give a fuck about world events, okay, whatever, you're living your life. I'm not saying you have to do anything. I'm not saying that you have to like, be like, oh, well, you know, you, I'm not saying you have to virtue signal about it. I'm saying that if you're like, you're like, uh, oh, this is good. This is good that they're doing it because there was racism. That, like, what are you talking about? 
What are you talking about? Okay. Anyway, it's just uh, it's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah, you got these like wannabe edgy commentators. They're trying to be. They're they're like they're claiming that they're communists, but they're not like AIDS commies, and they're all talking about like Malima's grade, and they're like, you know, look, I think a lot of this is they're trying to like stand out. And so they're like, oh, Kim Jong-un, you don't understand. He's misunderstood. Yeah, okay, dude, whatever. Look, there is certainly an argument to be made that, like, the regime in America uh, will demonize anyone uh, possible to try to do regime change. And you have to watch out for that kind of propaganda. I'm on board with you there. But this idea that, oh, no, these are actually good dudes and they have great policy. You just don't understand it, man. You're being a retard. Okay, you're being a fucking retard, but you're free to be a retard, so be a retard all you want. Anyway, let's move on here. Um, federal judge blocks an Illinois law that's targeting crisis pregnancy centers. Uh, this is good. Um, now, of course, they're probably going to just find another judge that's going to put it back in place. A federal judge has blocked a new Illinois law that targets crisis pregnancy centers in the state, saying it violates the First Amendment. The bill was signed into law last week by AIDS commie Governor J.B. Prickster uh, and allows the state's attorney uh, to investigate a case of alleged consumer fraud against crisis pregnancy centers accused of deceptive practices, but it has raised concerns that it would be used to target pro-life centers that suggest an association between abortion and breast cancer or infertility. Um, U.S. District Judge Lane Johnson says the bill is painfully and blatantly a violation of the First Amendment. Um, good. Uh, that's great. I hope that this shit uh, is upheld. Um, you're going to see this all over the country, particularly in blue states. They are going to do all that they can to persecute, whether it's Christians, pro-life people, anyone even slightly conservative. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy. They'll probably have the FBI raid these pregnancy centers. I would not be surprised to see that. All right, so we had a, another one of these incidents with teens, or as the as Breitbart says, crowd overwhelms New York City's Union Square, tosses chairs, climbs on vehicles. I'll be back in a minute.
All right, back to the teens. Got the, or a crowd. We got a crowd. Police in New York City are struggling to control a crowd of thousands of people who gathered in Manhattan's Union Square for an internet personalities video game console giveaway that got out of hand. Police in New York City are struggling to control a crowd of thousands of people who gathered in Manhattan's Union Square for an internet personalities uh, giveaway. Anyway, it just got crazy and, uh, and uh, joggers were jogging. Um, hey, let me, uh, why don't we, let me get the speakers on and you can have a look for yourself here. Uh, let's have a look at this future doctor and what he does to this car. would say, some would say, where is Bernard Getz when you need him? But that's what some would say. I didn't say that. That's just what some people would say. Anyway, there you go. Uh, apparently, the, the person that was doing the giveaway is getting charged, uh, but uh, I don't think the people who committed the crimes are being charged. That's a hell of a thing. Hell of a thing. Okay. Let's talk about uh, pedophiles. Democrat ex-mayor pleads guilty to 140 counts of child porn, faces decades behind bars. I believe this was the associate of Pete Buttplug. Democrat ex-mayor of College Park, Maryland, pleaded guilty to 140 counts related to child pornography possession and distribution in a deal that stipulates that he served 30 years in prison. So I guess he got a deal. Is that what's going on? Uh, Anyway, 30 years is all he got. He'll probably get out in five, but who knows. Um, this was good to see. So there's an, a library in Alabama. They tried to ban Kirk Cameron and Riley Gaines from having like a pro-Christian pro reading event for children. So the tranny lunatics got to the library. The library canceled, but then the library reversed the decision and allowed the event, which is good. That's good. So hopefully we see more of that. Hopefully these people have as many of these events as possible. This is obviously way better than Drag Queen Story Hour. And it, it, it just seems like if, you, if there is a vacuum, if there is a vacuum, the commies will fill it with their absolute insane pedophile bullshit. Whereas if you have, I don't care who it is, Kirk Cameron, who, again, whoever it is, but that's not doing that. And it tends to be, it tends to go Christian. It tends to be Christians that have the shit in place to, to do it, to fill the void. If there was some sort of libertarian movement where they were filling the void with some sort of thing that was like decent and, you know, whatever family friendly level it needs to be, great. That would be great, but I don't, I'm not seeing that. So the Christians are the, they're ready to go. The Christians are ready to go. They've done this before, so good. Hopefully they do it everywhere, we'll have to see. Um, anyway, interesting. Um, let's see. I think we can get to some videos actually. 
Oh, so there. Oh, this is now. See, see, Brazil and certainly other countries are, are the canary in the coal mine as well. But what they're doing in Brazil, they're eventually doing here. We've seen this already, particularly with the jailing of of Donald Trump or the attempting to jail Donald Trump. So I expect them to do this to a couple commentators uh, uh, in Brazil. A popular podcaster was criminally investigated and fined seventy five thousand for online speech. So they're doing it in Brazil. I expect to see something similar happen in America. I don't know which commentator it's going to be. I have no idea. Um, but I think they're going to they're going to uh, do that. Um, Outkick is locked out of their uh, account because of uh, comments from Total Smash Tommy Lauren uh, about the vaccine. Good, good, that, you know, good that they are talking about the vaccine. Good for them. So, you know, and that's that. And then I guess we got one more here. This is uh, we'll, we'll cover that on a different day. OK, let's get to some videos here. I'm going to start out that, uh, and this is good to see, it'll probably get thrown out, but RFK is suing YouTube over obvious censorship. So here is one of the more prominent homosexuals at the Young Turks, Sighing John, and uh, see what he has to say about this. Presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is filing a lawsuit against both YouTube as well as its parent company, Google, alleging that they have censored him. He cites uh, multiple of his videos that have been removed from YouTube, and he specifically attacks YouTube's medical misinformation policies, saying that they are overbroad and vague. Now, you might be wondering, how is he going to sue YouTube and Google for this, considering that they are, you know, they're private companies? There's no First Amendment right to have your videos on a private company's platform. Well, he says this. So he filed this 27 page complaint in California earlier this week. He says that those sites caved to pressure to, quote, silence him by the federal government and his Democratic primary rival, President Joe Biden. And he said, or the lawsuit says, under these circumstances, YouTube is a state actor and it violated Mr. Kennedy's First Amendment rights by engaging in viewpoint discrimination, specifically having to do with videos of him talking with Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan or a speech that he gave in New Hampshire back in March. So the idea that because in his view they bowed to pressure that he says exists that makes them state actors definitely seems like an untested theory. So we have no idea how a court is gonna feel about that. But to give you an idea of some of what the sort of things that he said that's run afoul of these YouTube policies, take a look at this. Um, COVID-19 is targeted to attack uh, Caucasians and, uh, and, uh, and uh, black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and, uh, and Chinese. It, there's aluminum in those vaccines, which you know operates along the same uh, biological pathways and does the same kind of damage. It's extremely neurotoxic. And then there's other things, lots of other toxics in the vaccines that you know could be responsible. To, I mean, there's lots, there's hundreds and hundreds of scientific studies that looks at it, but nobody ever reports them. And unfortunately, the vaccines are not safety tested. They're not. There's in the, of the 72 vaccine doses now mandated, essentially mandated, they're recommended, but they're really mandated. Or American children, none of them, not one, has ever been subject to a pre-licensing placebo-controlled trial. Yes, they have. Those studies have, the only medicine that never gets tested are vaccines. And that is what I object to. 
So those are the sorts of claims that have gotten him trouble in, in trouble with YouTube and Google. And it now occurs to me, might get this video pulled as well. But um, so you might want to give your reaction. You would deserve that. I would laugh my ass off. I would love that. Quickly, because this video could be pulled at any second. Yeah, look, YouTube is in a difficult situation as is all of social media because on the one hand, if you overban stuff, you're gonna ban something like the lab leak theory, which is a perfectly valid theory. So you have to be careful and not just have a gut reaction of, oh, some Democrats said it in Washington, let's ban it. You can't do that, okay? On the other hand, what these right wing knuckleheads, including JFK Jr., who was most definitively in the wrong primary, okay, all of his supporters are Republicans. Online, I've never seen a Democratic supporter of RFK Jr. That's totally made up. The most zealot MAGA guys are like, RFK Jr., I love Democrats. Wait, what? <laughs> Again, totally made up. Okay, no. Anyway, those are all lies. Sorry, Bobby. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. You don't know what you're talking about. Vax uh, again, it is the complete opposite. You, retarded baboon, don't know what you're talking about. Seems have never been tested. He I mean, retard, he explains it. That's insanity, man. That's just it, insanity. Again, he is completely correct. So, and what? And he's like, oh, I didn't imply that the Jews did the vaccine. I just said the only ones it doesn't affect are the Chinese and the Ashkenazi. Okay, so, so once again, Cenk just completely retarded does not understand what he's talking about. Um, he, there was no discussion about the Jews doing the vaccine from RFK. So you're just making stuff up. He never said anything about the Jews doing the vaccine. What you're referencing, retard, is a study that he was referencing when it came to the virus. What an idiot. The Jews, I didn't imply anything. Come on, you don't know, you know all these Jewish folks, and you, yes, you're friends with Jewish people. I know, I know. You don't know that anti-Semitic trope? Who cares? Who cares? The Jews are just gonna have to fucking deal, okay? Hey, some people in your group do a lot of fucked up shit, and we are gonna talk about it. Now, I don't know why you would have a problem with us talking about it, because we're not talking about you, but anyway, I don't care either way. You didn't know that you were implying that? At a bare minimum, that is massive negligence on your part. But guys, to the main point here, what if these kooks then came out with, because they don't believe any scientists. They said, so again, totally made up. 99% of the world's scientists say climate change is real. Uh, not again, that's totally made up. You're just making up baboon bullshit. Oh, you're right. What would all the scientists in the world know? Let alone evolution, like there's no way they're gonna believe scientists on that, right? Of course the earth was created 6,000 years ago. So again, I've not heard RFK make that argument at all. Okay, and then now, uh, vaccines, <laughs> like scientists wouldn't know anything about a vaccine. No, it's just totally untested, filled with aluminum pipes. <laughs> you, you should get another booster. I would love for you to get another booster. They're putting in their, like, huh? all right, so what if the new c conspiracy theory against scientists and Republicans, you know you're on the right side of things when you've got a war against scientists. You know what a scientist is? So again, that's made up completely. All it is is someone trying to figure out what's true. That's all a scientist is. Oh, I had a people trying to figure out things that are true, hate them. <laughs> so again, no one said anything like that. Now he's doing the voices, he just needs puppets. Okay, <laughs> what if the next conspiracy theory is, Oh, you know, 99% of the world's scientists think that gravity's real. It's not, man. It's not, gravity's fake. 
oh, it's a conspiracy theory. And they started telling people to walk off of rooftops. Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel, I, I'm a little scared even putting right. it. So you have to censor us because of a completely batshit insane idea that you got that we're going to start telling people to jump off buildings. Incredible. Down to the world. I have a better solution. You and your elk need to be completely removed from society in a humane and legal way. That is what we're going to do. That's what I want to do. Because there's like some percentage chance Republicans are going to start to believe it. So is YouTube supposed to allow that? Where they're encouraging people to walk off of buildings? So again, none of that's happening. Uh, but I'm happy to see you argue for your own censorship. I fully support the Young Turks being removed from YouTube for the safety of society. They think the scientists are lying about gravity? Because remember, a lot of these lunatics also believe that the Earth is flat. They're gonna fall off the Earth. So yes, it's very difficult to know where to draw the line. No, it isn't. But now that you, uh, you guys have been so vehement about this, I think I have moved where I draw the line. I think you draw the line at communists. If you're a communist, you have no rights, you get no rights, you have to go somewhere else. You can't stay in this country, you have to go somewhere else. Between, yeah, allow the lab leak theory because that's plausible and do not allow them to lie brazenly about science. Well, again, they're not lying. You're actually lying and under your own standard, you are the one that should be censored. Or medicine, etc. So, but no, Bobby Kennedy Jr. doesn't make, uh, doesn't do nuance now, doesn't do distinctions. And then he implies that Biden is behind this. Just when you thought like- Biden is absolutely behind it. Biden directly, the Biden administration, directly petitioned Facebook to remove him as part of what they called the disinformation dozen. He can't go any lower. Biden told YouTube and Google to do this? Absolutely. Again, I'm not sure he's saying it, but he's definitely implying it. There is an overwhelming amount of evidence that the Biden administration is doing that. Overwhelming. Like, oh, Biden's America, YouTube and Google. You think Biden's calling YouTube and Google to tell him, oh, make sure you get retard. Again, it's just amazing. He's an idiot. He doesn't follow any information. He makes up bullshit. For example, the other day, he claimed that no one was on Rumble and that no one watches Steven Crowder or that three people watch Steven Crowder. Steven Crowder gets, what, quadruple the amount of live viewers that Cenk Uger does? Like, it's just, he's completely delusional. Get rid of Bobby Kennedy. <laughs> Man, that's it, just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, Moz. Well, it's made up. It gets nuttier and nuttier, like you're saying, Jenk. He basically, you got someone who is a conspiracy theorist who then turned to a conspiracy theory to bring the case. Because as John said at the beginning of this segment, you can't just sue the private company for taking you off. It's a private company, they do whatever they want. No shirt, no service, get the hell out of here. I agree, that's why we have to ban all communists from any sort of part of society. So I am with you, bald testicle Iranian. I am with you, you have opened my eyes. I now am in a completely different headspace and I have clarity that we're not gonna go back to free speech. We're not gonna ba go back to everyone gets to speak. We're gonna go to communists must be removed from every part of society. Again, legally, humanely, it's already in 
the law. You just have to, I mean, you're going to pass more laws, obviously. You have to pay, like Trump was pointing out, you know, first thing you're going to do is use the laws already on the books to make sure communists do not come into the country. But we have a problem. We're going to have to pass some laws for the communists that are in the country. You're going to have to do something about that. Well, uh, I think uh, we have a shot. Here. But in this case, they tied it to a government entity to say, look at the conspiracy. Therefore, you're stopping my First Amendment rights. So a conspiracy to fight the fact that you were used, putting conspiracies on their page. It's similar to what Sidney Powell did when she- Well, you're putting homosexual AIDS on the page. And obviously, you know, I don't want to see that. So you should be banned. You went to Donald Trump with the, uh, uh, the election uh, conspiracy where she said it was Venezuela and it was Iran and China in cahoots with the CIA to get him out. So all of a sudden it just gets crazier and crazier. If, if John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy Jr. were not a Kennedy who was educated, he could be on a street corner ranting and, and we'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, I hope this guy gets some help. He is an intelligent person from the from in terms of studying and, and, and his knowledge and it's and I've listened to him a few times and it's amazing how when in his interviews they go, well, you said this, you, you don't believe in vaccines or your conspiracy theories. He goes, no, I'm not. And he starts talking a mile a minute and you get a little confused as to like, wait a minute, what's he saying? And maybe well, that's because you have a seven IQ. That's why you get confused about what he says. And you start thinking maybe there's something to what he's saying and you quickly realize there really isn't. Um, and just because of who he is, his name, he had done good in the past with some of the stuff that he did, I believe, uh, with the clean water in, in uh, New York. He, like, he, he yep. brought some cases in the store. But, but it's just, it's sad to see how far he's fallen. And then as, you know, you, you, you start to think, you go, where did he go to this? And, and, you know, he's had a lot of tragedy in his life. Clearly his father, his uncle, he's lost other people in his life. And I think that there was instability in his life. He had uh, addiction issues a long time ago. I think that that's all come back at this point to bring him to the point where he is. And this lawsuit is just a joke because again, you, him, him saying that this is something that the Biden administration is doing is just cuckoo because uh, it's, again, it's been proven definitively. If you look at it, other uh, um, social media companies were doing it to other people before the Biden administration. They were doing it. That doesn't mean the Biden administration was not doing it. You're an idiot. And the Trump administration people were getting banned from misinformation or they were getting tagged from misinformation. I've been tagged for saying something that the algorithm thought was somehow wrong. Good, you deserve it. And and they've taken that. I hope you get tagged with something criminally and they arrest you. That, that video off. I didn't turn around and go, well, Instagram is clearly working with the government to get me. But that just sounds like a conspiracy theorist talking about their conspiracy. So in his brain, it's all just twirling and it's all about him. The problem with conspiracy theorists is the whole world is out to get you. But the reality is, no, you're just saying some cuckoo stuff and those videos got to go. And as John said, no, you have to go. So those videos don't have to go. You have to go. The fact that we showed a few clips of his, this video might go. That would be, oh, I would almost masturbate. I wouldn't because that would be weird, but almost. We'll have to see. Uh, and when it, when it comes to the lawsuit, it's, it seems like that would be a difficult one to win on, but, but perhaps we'll see. Thanks for watching. Man, that would be satisfying. Okay, here is uh, 
Crowder goes after TYT in new unhinged promo ad. Steven Crowder apparently is launching some sort of venture and uh, he's put out an advertisement about it. TYT is included in it. Let's take a look at what, uh, what he did with our video. this right-wing blowhard named Stephen Crowder. Stephen Crowder, despicable guy. Stephen Crowder, who shall be referred to as Stephen Cowder. Not only is he extremely misogynistic and sexist. Well, that's awesome. Misogyny and sexism all is very entertaining. So homophobic. Who isn't homophobic? I, I don't, I have to be very skeptical of a person in 2023 if they're not racist and homophobic because everything is racist and homophobic. So if you're not racist and homophobic, that means you're obeying the left in all things. And that's uh, it's not where you want to be. He's a disgusting garbage human being. <laughs> has been his brand from the very beginning. Just go look at the titles of that guy's videos. Like yeah, he's literally. like the king of like saying horrible, offensive shit. There's something. Horrible, offensive shit is awesome. And frankly, Steven Crowder is tame. I fully believe this is a man that is on such a spiral. It is just shocking to me that any person cannot see exactly what he is right now. And remember, I have not offered a word on any of it. You want something to change, it starts with love. It starts with love for the truth. But love without truth is meaningless. A love based on a lie is just that, to lie. See, all the attacks of the media against Stephen is because they're scared. We are in an ideological war, and we are at a potential tipping point in this country. You need different kinds of people. You need different battalions. How many of those people did he show his penis to in the workplace? Just curious <laughs> about that. Yeah. So uh, mainstream media has this old... How many whores did uh, Hassan Piker traffic when he was with TYT, Birdface? Trick where they would say, well, you know, the right criticizes us and the left criticizes us, so we must be doing it right. No, that could mean that you're doing it totally wrong. <laughs> it depends, doesn't it depend on the facts and the issues? But Crowder here has taken it to a whole new level. He's like, no, really, everyone hates me, and hence I must be right. I'm not sure that those things are logically connected. It's Look, possible that you could have a bunch of bad actors be against you, and you could say, hey, I'm proud to stand up against them. But just the fact that everyone on the left and right thinks you're a douche is not a compelling ad for why you're not a douche. But look, I mean, it seems like he's rebranding because he's uh, trying to preach about love. Oh, you know, it's all about it love. It starts with love. It does. For the truth. <laughs> and the truth, love for the truth and truth for the love, but not lies for the love or the truth, because lies are bad and it cannot be based on love. Look, guys, I, I write about love in my book too, so I'm no one to, uh, to you know, throw stones in that direction. But when you do, you have to try to create a logical nexus. Why? Why are you talking about love? And what does that have to do with anything we're talking about? And, and I, I'll stretch here to try to get at his meaning. They all hate me, but I'm all about love. But Stephen, we saw the tapes inside your house. You didn't seem like you were all about love, right? Yeah. And, and if, but put that aside even, because I hate that stuff. I hate that it got personal. I hate that they wouldn't. Uh, no, you don't. That's ridiculous. Do his private life. 
It's I hope they go into your private life. I would laugh my ass off. Etc. Um, we've seen you on air, Stephen. We did not a lot of love there. <laughs> I mean, is that the thing you emphasize on air? Because I haven't seen it. To be fair, he says it starts with love, and then there's a pause. Love for the truth. So, oh, that's even worse. Which, what, what I think. <laughs> Have you ever said anything true, Stephen? What is? <clears throat> uh, you never say anything true, baboon. Gonna try to do is set himself apart. I mean, like we have our own version of this on the left with left-wing media, but he's positioning himself as like the pure one, right? I'm the real conservative here. All of these, you know, Daily Wire, they're covering for big tech. That's his big argument, right? Like he's positioning himself as the honest one, which I would venture to say is a difficult thing to do when you literally have members of your staff, like leaking to the press the kind of behavior you're engaged in. And by the way, it starts with love for the truth. You're putting a muzzle on your current staff <clears throat> and avoiding, like preventing them from even conversing, having any type of relationship with former staff who have been speaking to the press about the kind of workplace environment you foster. So yeah, if you really love the truth, then why don't you tell us some honesty about what's going on in the workplace, what kind of environment you fostered, and more importantly- Oh yeah, I'm sure Chank Uger did not do any sexual harassment throughout the years at TYT. I'm sure that didn't happen at all. Just with yourself, Stephen, like clearly there's something going on with you. Yeah. So deal with that. So look, uh, we talked about this earlier in the show in regards to Marianne Williamson, who was on the program a little while earlier. So when there's the office leaks that come, I'm pretty skeptical about those in general, because that's a easy way to attack almost anyone in politics and media, etc. But you'll use it anyway. So facts matter. So that's why we looked at at the facts in in a bunch of cases, and we're like, Oh, I'm sure you did. Mm. I don't think there's anything there, right, there, right yeah. on a bunch of mm -hmm. uh, stories. With, and by the way, left wing and right wing. Right. But for Crowder, mm -hmm. you can't send pictures of your penis to staff mm -hmm. repeatedly. Mm -hmm. That's like sexual harassment 101. I it's mean, like yeah. the very first line in the very first page of sexual harassment is do not send pictures of your penis to your employees if you're the boss. And do not do it repeatedly. <clears throat> Bookmark this, bookmark it. Uh, no matter whether they're guys or girls, in this case, they were guys, and and they and it's not like oh, ha ha, joking. The guy said we're really uncomfortable. He kept doing these Bible studies where he talked about how Abraham would stroke the thighs of his followers and stuff, and like like it got it got super weird. So I mean, if you that, that's the kind of love you're talking about, also not a good idea. Also not a good idea. But even if you like say, okay, look, I don't believe anything that's ever said about anyone on the right wing because I love the right wing, etc. But this is an intra-right wing fight, right? So, and and that's why I thought the ad actually had one thing that was interesting. Of course, filled with ironically lies. That whole ode to truth was followed by like deplatforming. Dude, you deplatformed yourself. Totally. Like, you had a perfectly so again. This is why I would love to see nothing more than the young Turks get a taste of their own medicine. Because uh, Steven Crowder did not deplatform himself. He was banned by YouTube for completely legal speech. So it would be very satisfying if somehow, you know, if you have an Elon Musk type, but like a real base one, take over YouTube and then just 
make commie ideology against the terms of service. And then when TYT's banned, you could just say to them, well, you banned yourself. No one's censoring you. You just banned yourself. Successful show on YouTube. We're honest about it. Like, uh, you're again, you're never honest. One of the telltale uh, giveaways that you're not honest is because you're always talking about how honest you are. Honest people don't have to do that. They can just be honest. They don't have to tell people that they're being honest because people will figure it out. And so we don't like the content, but it was doing well. It had a lot of subscribers, right? Right. So then you decide to come off of YouTube and go to Rumble. YouTube didn't do that. YouTube didn't kick you out. I Daily Wire didn't kick you out. Daily Wire offered you $50 million. I don't like Daily Wire. There's a, they're a right wing outlet. But you deplatformed yourself out of 50 million bucks and then you chose to go to Rumble. What's the deplatforming about? So now he's pretending that there was no censorship of Crowder uh, throughout the years on YouTube. Again, again, these people deserve whatever the fuck they get. Well, that seems like nothing but a. At a minimum, a massive misdirection on your part to try to trick your audience into thinking that you're the victim. That's literally what Cenk just did there. But most importantly, it was the clips of Alex Jones. Why? Mm. Because animation, like this is happening on the- By the way, remember, this is the new and improved Young Turks, according to Anna Kasparian. Left too, and in the right, they're, they're creating faction on top of faction, right? And everybody's fighting one another, and so, I was wondering, like, what is Crowder's faction going to be? And Crowder is basically going with hardcore lunatic conspiracy theories. And it's not that bad a calculation. Going to Rumble, I thought, was a terrible calculation. Turning down to 50 million bucks was a terrible calculation. But going with Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson, that's going into the heart of uh, Looneyville. And so, Why and for right wingers, that's not a bad calculation. Why is this camera guy shirtless? I don't know if they're trying to prove something there. Like, hey, we're open-minded. You see left wing, I, I made my I just, camera person strip listen, uh, topless. Listen, I, can, I fancy myself a pretty open-minded gal, okay? Don't need to see any shirtless men here at work. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I, no, no offense to you guys. It's just not a professional thing to be doing in the workplace. No, no, <laughs> guys, like the, they have a workplace. He got offered $50 million, obviously they make a lot of money, right? You have to run a real company. Can like, you imagine? No, the idea that Craig, one of our stage managers, Can would you walk in Craig, here like, walking without in, a shirt. Without a shirt. Like, like you'd be like, what? Okay, like, <laughs> sorry, Craig, that I used you as an example, just because you weren't here. Okay, seriously, we love Craig. He would never do that, because no, that's wouldn't. mental, right? Well, again, retard, you don't do comedy sketches on your show, he does. These people are insane. And but I think in their warped right wing mind, they think like I'm not even a Crowder person. Um, I haven't watched in quite a long time, but um, I think he was on a break. I don't know, whatever. But uh, well, yeah, they do sketches. They do comedy sketches. Oh, you see that? We're open to everybody. That dude shows up in uh, no shirt and, uh, and gold sprinkles or whatever the hell was on his body, and we're open to it. We're and then they still criticize us. No, keep your clothes on at work, easy rule. It starts unless, with love. Unless you have the kind of job that requires you to not keep your clothes on. Okay, hey, you know, it teach depends. his own, right? Exactly. So. Okay, All right. it starts with love. Starts Does with it? Love. Does it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing that ad because ain't nobody gonna watch on Rumble. Okay, so yeah. So again, 
retard. Tens of thousands of people watch him on Rumble. Yeah, he'll get a bunch of people. But look, the Alex Jones strategy is not a bad one. If you're gonna pick a faction among the right wing, who's gonna get more, I'm not saying votes, right? Although probably votes too, but online followers and people who wanna watch you, the more radical you go, the crazier you go, especially in the right wing, the bigger the audience you're gonna get is. So that's what, in that case, my job is to be honest and give you a real analysis. I think that even though I hate it, and I think it's even crazier than the other right wingers, being crazier in the right wing is the correct strategy. Thanks for watching The Young Turks, I really appreciate it. All right, next one here, apparently, um, AP Psych has been banned in Florida. Oh, too Looks like bad. psychology is so canceled. So your AIDS commie bullshit has been banned in Florida? Oh, no. <laughs> in Florida, uh, and that's oh. too bad because Ron DeSantis really needs to see a therapist. Uh, but no, it turns out that the college board, which oversees AP classes as well as SAT college admissions tests, is advising Florida schools to not offer AP psychology Great. to students in schools uh, in fear that that would violate the state's Stop Woke Act. Why? Well, because curriculum talks about gender and sexuality. Well, yeah, you, you can't do that. So get that commie bullshit out of here. Just, it's just that. Good. And that apparently is now illegal. So uh, the college board has this statement on AP psychology in Florida saying we're sad to have learned today that the Florida Department of Education has effectively banned AP psychology in the state by instructing Florida superintendents that teaching foundational content on sexual orientation and gender identity is illegal under state law. The state has said that districts are free to teach AP psychology only if it excludes any mention of these essential topics. Uh, the AP course asks students to, quote, describe how sex and gender influence socialization and other aspects of development. This element of the framework is not new. Gender and sexuality orientation have been a part of AP psychology since the course launched 30 years ago. In other words, it's foundational and it has everything to do with when you're learning about, uh, you know, childhood trauma or, um, you know, becoming an adult, family dynamics. Um, and the college board is now saying that they're not gonna modify their courses in order to meet um, DeSantis's draconian. Okay, well, if you're not going to do it, then it has to go. And then you, you should go. Plus, they're just recommending that they don't, they're not taught at all. Um, so they say any course that censors required course content that cannot be labeled AP or advanced placement. And the AP psychology designation cannot be utilized on student transcripts. To be clear, any AP psychology course taught in Florida will violate either Florida law or college requirements. Therefore, we advise Florida districts to not offer AP psychology until Florida reverses their decision and allows parents and students to choose to take the full course. Um, now, this is important because before they, they, there was a mandate to basically not teach anything about gender and sexuality and sexual identity until third grade. That was then increased. Good. Um, that was uh, in March, this is back to graphic five, March the Florida Department of Education approved a proposed rule by the DeSantis administration to extend the ban on classroom instruction related to sexual <laughs> orientation and gender identity to all grades. See, that's fantastic, all grades, yes. After reviewing a proposed rule the following month, Florida's Education Board voted to ban teaching students about sexual orientation and gender identity throughout high school. Ergo, fantastic. Go 
AP classes in psychology Good. done. Yeah, get them out Ergo, here. college preparation yep. bye bye. completely done. So um, that's the state that is stopping woke. It's also stopping freedom of thought and uh, no it's not that's all commie bullshit something as basic as psychology which honestly and we'll talk about this i think kind of checks out with a um fascistic and fundamentalist worldview why do you again i bitch i don't care what you call it okay this is what they're doing and that's it you have to in do any kind of introspection any kind of reflection why do you why do you gotta talk about feelings feelings uh, are gay and uh feelings are woke uh, anyway sounds good to me hey, guys yeah, so first, Republicans, tell us who you are. Uh, so here's a law that has nothing to do in this particular case uh, with uh, inappropriate sexual material. Uh, that's a total lie. In the classroom, does that have anything to do with kids? Total, total lie. And all it is is, hey, there's a discussion of different gender identities. Which is totally made up, commie gobbledygook. In an AP class, an AP class yeah. is college level. It shouldn't be anywhere. Commie ideology, I'll go Maxine Waters. See, this is the thing about all this. They have shown us the blueprint. That's the beauty of this. They've shown us the blueprint of what to do to them. So I will invoke Maxine Waters. Your commie ideology is not welcomed anywhere. Anywhere, young, old, child, or adult, get this the fuck out of here. It's beautiful. Class. So we're not talking about little kids. We're not talking about elementary school. It just acknowledges that LGBTQ people exist in the world. Okay, so again, even, see, that's a lie. I wouldn't even give a fuck, though, okay? Uh, because LGBT people are like everyone else. You're going to have to get by in life without people sucking your cock, okay? Now, if you find a person that sucks your cock and you like that, more power to you, keep it in the bedroom, keep it away from kids, whatever. But this whole idea that we have to be teaching about the existence of homosexuals, bullshit. Fuck you, okay? You're not special, you're like the rest of us, okay? They're not going around teaching, well, we're gonna teach you about the the uh, hard bastard sexuality and how he likes to fuck big titty bitches from behind and and really jiggle those tits again that's not no one is interested in that okay that's fucking that's like ridiculous narcissism that you think that people are interested in your sexual proclivities <laughs> that's so fucking crazy and then it when you're you know when you're done grappling with that insanity then the next step is, well, they also want to tell your fucking kids about it. I mean, it's, it's crazy, completely crazy. So, no, we're not doing any of this. Your commie ideology has to go. Get the fuck out. And you're saying that your kid that is a senior in high school, that is taking a college level class, if he finds out that gay people exist in the world, ah, oh, that's it, his head's gonna explode. No, this is not, he obviously will know gay people exist. There's no need to talk about gay people, okay? There's just like there's no need to talk about people that like doggy style, okay? There's no need for it. So, okay, just so admit it, you're bigots. Uh, of course, who is not a bigot in 2023? What are you kidding me? Everything is bigoted. 
If you're not a bigot in 2023, that means you're obeying leftists. Now, you can choose whatever you want to do. If you want to obey leftists, feel free. But I guarantee you, one day, they're going to find a slight thing that you do, and they're going to freak out, and they're going to kick you out of the group. And 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 because there's no, you know, you don't you don't say you're sorry and come back. You know, once once you only get the fuck up once, um, and it doesn't even have to be a real thing. Maybe you get a commie on a bad day, and they just make up some bullshit. Who the hell knows? Maybe you get one of these lunatic trannies that's just you know woke up on the wrong side of dilation, and they're having a bad day, and they just decide to target you and go after you. There's nothing you can do. So, uh, yeah, of course, bigots, of course. Who isn't a bigot? Being a bigot is awesome. It's fun. Bigoted jokes, they're hilarious. You, do, you hate people who are gay. But by the way... No, I, I hate communists. I hate communists, and that's pretty much that. If that's not true, then you should say to DeSantis, take away this law. Or No, why would I do that? This law is awesome. Refine the law or amend the law. No, we need to increase this law. We need to continue to put the pressure on. Law. Are any of you going to do that? Of course not. That would be stupid. No, none of you are going to do that. Because this isn't about groomers, this isn't about kids. No, it partially is about that too. This isn't about inappropriate sexual uh, content. This is about hating uh, LGBTQ folks. Communists. And But you can call them whatever you want. It's the oldest trick in the book. The others, the others, all black people, Latinos, immigrants, Muslims, gay people, trans people, hate them, hate them, hate them. Yeah, no one said that, although I don't care. I mean, what each person, how each person views another group, I could care less. What, as long as you're not illegally fucking with people, as long as you're not violating their rights in any way, I don't give a shit who you like. I mean, what kind of gay bullshit is that? You like care? Hey, did you like black people enough today, bigot? Oh, what are you kidding me? This is so fucking. St this is all so stupid and gay. It really is. It is just. Oh my god. And like, who? Who the fuck? <laughs> who walks through life like this? Oh my god. It's just. It's amazing. The the tactics that they use are incredible. That's what it is. Admit it. It's an AP class. Are you saying college classes should not even discuss the fact that gay people exist in the world? Uh, that's not what's going on here, but I'll take that too. I don't care. That's fine. I got no problem with that. If you are, just admit who, if, you, if that's your position, and that is the current position of the Republican Party in Florida, admit that you're a bigot and let's move on with our life. Yeah. Motherfucker, I'm not just a bigot. I am a fucking monster. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I'm a monster, a bigot. That's like three years ago. What are you kidding me with this shit? <laughs> Think about how they framed their initial attack. Listen to this homosexual. I can't even do his voice. I don't think I can get my voice high enough. Let's rewind here. Hold on a second. The current position Hold on. of the Think about how they think about how think about I can't even do it. Who how do you present yourself like this? What is going on? Uh, we just have too many homosexuals and pussies in society. And I understand you have to have a certain percentage. But like this is too much. Everybody's gay. You can't have everybody be gay. That's no good. Oh my god. Framed their initial attacks and their initial attempts to censor school curriculums. Oh, this yes, is just correct for elementary classrooms. That, see that? Yes. See, we learned that tactic from you. 
It's beautiful. This is beautiful. So what happened in Florida is they got their foot in the door. The Republicans got, they pulled this commie trick. They got their foot in the door saying, oh, it's just going to be K through three or K through whatever. And then when they got in there, they fucking did what the fuck they wanted to do. That is what we got to keep doing that. Thank you, commies, for uh, teaching us that trick. Appreciate it. Now we're using it against you. Mm, It's so good. We're only doing this for K through five when everyone with the right mind knew that was that was bogus. That means people with AIDS in their brains. And then you have this like mission creep. Oh well, now it's uh, now it's Black History. Now it's we're gonna talk about how slaves benefited uh, from from okay, slavery. So again, that narrative totally made up. And speaking of AP courses, the AP course because there was a previous AP course they made a big deal out of that they say was being banned. They taught uh, even in even more detail about how some slaves learned skills and then after they weren't slaves anymore they like you know did did uh, did things um so uh, uh, first of all that is something that happened nowhere in the curriculum did it say therefore slavery was great okay this is a completely made up narrative but the the commie version of the ap black history course even taught this which of course they had no problem with that so it's a totally made up now it's it's college prep classes and it's not just in what you can teach in schools it's also with book bans first it was oh it's just you know elementary school libraries we're just taking some things out and then not just in florida throughout the south you have conservatives trying to restrict or ban what books can even be sold in bookstores to adults, adult consumers. Uh, I've not seen that, um, but I will support any any sort of removal of communist propaganda anywhere. You have my support. My only issue would be do it strategically. And if it starts to backfire, you got to put that fire out with the normies and then figure out another way. That's my only issue with any of this is going to be if there are strategical backfires. What's fascinating, though, is that it's so far, and I'm not saying it won't happen. It probably will happen at some point. But so far, I, I just, the normies are just, they're quietly going along because I think the normies are fed up with this. I mean, think, you really think, have you gone into... Uh, a Barnes and Noble or a Target book section, especially when you go past, um, I don't, you know, each Target is is different, but, you know, you got like the DVD section and the book section is like right next to it. And, um, And all you see when you walk past is all this homosexual propaganda in in the kids section. It's right out there. They put it in, in the front. Who the hell... What normal person, if you say to them, that's not going to be there anymore, is going to give a fuck? Okay? Some people are going to go, who cares? And other people are going to go, good. Okay? So, good. Yeah, get it all out of here. Now, with that said, I've not heard of any efforts to do that. Um, So, I think he's probably lying. But, again, zero fucks given. Just don't piss off the normies. That would be my... Not that you have to, like, obey the normies. But if you... If you piss enough of them off they're going to vote uh, uh, for them 
So, and I, and I don't think, like, it's, it's unnecessary to piss them off. Because, like, what we're seeing right now, they're just, they're letting it all happen. Because they're, they're, they're tired of this. And that's pretty good. So, anyway, but, but like I said, it's, it's just not really an issue right now. I've not seen any backfiring yet. So, and, and I'm a little surprised, frankly. I, um, if you would have told me, especially the inroads that, that like, these uh, Republican legislatures are making in red states with a lot of these laws being passed. Uh, and if you would have told me all of the ones that have been passed and implemented, and then you said there was zero pushback from normies, which I believe is accurate. Has there been any pushback from normies? I've not seen any, not any. You know, you'll see like Oklahoma, a bunch of trannies like threw urine or, or a liquid on a, on a legislator. Uh, legislator. Um, you know, you'll have like a small bunch of commies protest, but n nothing, you know, just nothing with the normies, nothing with the normies. So yeah, I, I'm a little surprised, pleasantly surprised. So this type of censorship isn't even going to stop here. So high pitch, it's not censorship. They're going to keep going. And that's why people need to fight back. That's why people need to f support efforts to fight these book bans, support uh, a robust curriculum in schools across the board. Never believe them when they tell you, oh, it's just for this and it's just for the kids' protection. Well, hey, you said you wanted parents to have a say. Now parents don't even have a say in what, they're, what AP yeah. classes. No normal person is going to advocate for communist propaganda to be in the classroom. Their kids could take. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Also, I just really quickly want to say that the more kids under third grade and throughout high school, the more they understand about human sexuality, gender identity, their own others, the more they actually, contrary to what Republicans think, which is if you say the word SEX, that means you're doing SEX to kids. No, uh, no one argued that. No, in fact, studies show that it better equips children and young adults to be defensive and to be aware of their own bodily autonomy. Yeah, whatever you say, groomer. It, it better equips them to talk. About the idea, I mean, this is so preposterous. The idea that if you teach insane gender theory, which is completely made up and insane and completely insane, um, that by teaching kids that you're going to make them somehow like fireproof against pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> about when some someone has harmed them if they've been assaulted they feel more comfortable talking about it Bullshit. to teachers to parents to anyone it equips them when they talk <laughs> about gender and sexuality their own self-expression or again any kind of gender-based <clears throat> violence it equips them for the future so that's what they want republicans so no it doesn't that's completely made up want them to be completely defenseless against predators uh again that's totally made up which, hmm, there's a lot of them who've caped as Republicans before. Right, of course. Yeah, let me say the last two things here from my perspective. Number one is, let me be fair to Republicans, because I was on a right-wing show the other day, and they made it seem like uh, this very graphic book showing oral sex uh, was being put in elementary schools, and that's the only thing that they were opposed to. So now, if you're a Republican, you watch this, and you're in Florida, you know that's not the only thing they're opposed to. Yes, that's what you've heard in right-wing media 24-7. But it isn't true. Now they're saying these AP classes should be banned 
because it mentions gender identity issues. So are you gonna do anything about it? Are no, I, I, I'm gonna push my boot on your neck harder, push harder. Are you gonna be principled? I'm being generous to you, maybe- I'm being very principled. I hate commies and I want them removed from all facets of society. And this is furthering that goal. And I know it's a large goal and it's probably not, not a goal that I'm going to see come to fruition. I get that, I understand that, I'm not delusional. What's the goal? It's the goal. This is what I'd like to see, and uh, we'll see how far we get. You didn't hear the correct uh, news. Now you have it. You could check it on your own. No, but my guess is you're not going to do anything. But here, now, now you know, because right wing media, I'm sorry, but they mislead you 24 7 nonstop. And last thing is, I love psychology. And this psychology class that I took senior year of high school made me love education for the first time in my life. And maybe I should have loved it earlier, but I learned so many amazing things. And I say that because- Well, but that wasn't what, what they're, they're, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about normal psychology. We're talking about AIDS commie psychology, which is against the law. I think Franny's right. Like that love of learning things and learning about yourself and learning about others, maybe that's what they're trying to stop because that might get you to empathize with other human beings which would definitely hurt the Republican Party. Thanks for watching. Okay, let me, I've uh, got some breaking news here from the internet from Bazinski. Let me uh, have a look here one moment. Is this the one? Hold on. Yeah, okay, here we go. All right, this is related to um, Brazil. I think it's related to Brazil and um, Trump, are they not gonna let, let's see, are they gonna, is there a paywall here? That's unfortunate. Um, what if I put this in, um, let's see if I put this in archive. What is it, archive.is, right? Let's try that, okay. All right, this is gonna load, we'll come back to this and uh, hopefully it will load with the full article. Okay, we'll come back to that. Actually, so, yeah, let's go to the next one here. Oh, oh, before we do this, let me actually read uh, some of these super chats and then uh, apparently Vivek went on the David Pakman show. And uh, from what I've heard, it was a contentious interview. So uh, we will uh, have a look at that. All right, so we're taking Super Chats through Streamlabs, link in the description. We're also taking them through Entropy, link in the description. We're also taking Rumble Rants on Rumble. Also, we are about 16 or so away from 125 subscribers on Subscribestar. Uh, we're also combining it. So between Subscribestar, um, the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse on YouTube, and the rumble subscription option <clears throat> anyway when we get to 125 that's our goal the soft gentleman my uh, rabidly homosexual twin brother who's completely real will release a book to the audience for free via pdf and it'll be called what a bigot would say <clears throat> it's going to be a diversity equity and inclusion book that explains exactly what a bigot says and why you should never say the things that bigots say, including racial epithets and racial jokes. Um, we will solicit the audience for some of the, uh, uh, some of the, the, the uh, I guess, uh, subjects 
that he'll write about. Um, we will solicit the audience for a foreword and for uh, quotes to put on the back of the book. So when we hit 125 total, uh, between the three options, within two weeks, he will write and release the book. And then after it's released to the audience, we will attempt to get it published on Amazon and any other major book website in the diversity, equity, and inclusion section and see how long it will last uh, in there. So I have no idea if that part of it will work, but we are going to give it a shot. If that's something that interests you, check check out Subscribestar, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard, link in the description. Or if you're on Rumble, you click the red subscribe button. Uh, or when the soft gentleman streams, which he'll, he will be back to streaming when I am back up north, just because I took all the streaming equipment uh, and, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with, look, obviously we're not the same person. That <laughs> would be, what do you think? Are you coming out sarcastically making fun of leftists? Who would do such a thing? Only a monster would do something like that. Anyway, um, if that interests you, uh, if you want to subscribe to the bathhouse, you can do that on his channel, The Soft Gentleman, by clicking the join button. Okay, <clears throat> now we have uh, Ian's network here says advertisement attention all white commies free all expenses paid vacations to south africa experience the beauty of a recently vacated traditional south african farm homestead experience the vibrant south african hospitality shown towards white farmers experience true peace in south africa you can uh, Get this experience through Pinochet Legacy Tourism, LLC. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful product. Oh, white communists. This is, uh, and I'm sure they're going to give you Pinochet Legacy Tourism, LLC. I'm sure they're going to give you a nice deal. So, yeah, that's a, that's a generous offer right there. It sounds amazing. All right, thank you, Ian's Network. To Supernova One says, Anna Nice News Skirt Kasparian does not wish to see shirtless men. Okay, whore. Yeah, it's like they totally ignored, and I don't think, I mean, some of, I haven't seen like a ton of funny Crowder skits, um, but he does he does comedy skits or, or comedy sketches, and, and that would be, you know, why the guy's shirt was off, and they're pretending that that's just, that, that they're like a straight new shot. It's just totally retarded. They are full-blown retarded. All right, let's have a look here at uh, Streamlabs for the uh, 6th of August. All right, let's, uh, let's see here. Okay, still loading. Oh, it's also the 7th of August now. Okay, very good. Okay, come on, Streamlabs. You can load. Here we go. Okay, now, first one. Sookie so Johnson says, uh, HB, I sent a couple super chats in early before the Friday stream. Did they come through? Thanks, Mang. Friday. Friday was, uh, let's see, Friday. Well, let me go back here. Um, the, okay, we did that one with the, so that was Saturday, right? So then we're talking Friday. I th okay, here we go. He says, HB, I'm not an expert in WAP psychology, but what, but is what, oh, oh not psychology, like, like uh, physiology, 
But is what Giuliani said about WAP penis true? Is that why WAP men are so handsy? And is that how you get the ladies' little conversation, maybe a couple of drinks, and then bam, slap a Pringle can cock on the table? Yeah, so uh, Rudy Giuliani is under the impression that uh, Italians, um, somehow their, their dicks grow larger as they continue to fuck different women. Uh, I, I've never heard of this. Uh, I can't say that there's been any, I, I haven't really noticed any sort of increase with the amount of, uh, you know, uh, different women or anything like that. Uh, so it's pretty typical, you know, you, you, you eventually, it's like growing in any other area. Once you basically become an adult, you got what you got and it is what it, it is what it is. Now, I think there's things you can do if you need to. Um, but, uh, you know, like stretching it out and shit or whatever the fuck they call that. I, I don't know. But I don't think just banging whores, I don't think that's going to do it. I mean, it couldn't hurt. Uh, but I uh, can't say that that's really, you know, that's really doing anything. But it's interesting. Then Silky says, and I'm quoting, speaking of niggers, HB, excuse me, joggers. On the local news, a jogger chimped out and robbed a gas stove. And on the screen, it said black man. And as the anchor was reading it, he stumbled to not say black man. He said man, because he didn't do nothing. Shit. Yeah, it is fascinating how uh, you're just not allowed to point out if a black person commits a crime. You're not, you have to pretend it's not happening. It's incredible. Silky also says, are you streaming in the basement from the trunk of Whores Emporium after test driving the gigantic assed Cuban women? And do you think we could start a scam selling a chimp protection insurance to businesses for teens and level five jogger chimp outs? Well, that's a good question. Uh, first of all, uh, close, but I, I am not. I'm streaming from a, a room with a lot of echo, but uh, we're we're not we're not in the trunk. Um, I do think you could probably. Do some sort of private security for businesses. The problem is in the areas that these businesses are, they're probably going to fuck with you and try to like arrest you for providing protection against uh, joggers for the business. So, you know, it would be I mean, I think it could work, but, um, you know, they're going to they're going to definitely. They're not going to take too kindly to that. The local government, they are not going to take kindly to that at all. Show Suginu says, HB, rate these tits via email. So I believe this is uh, Elena Haba. I mean, it's, you know, there's, she's wearing a tight shirt, so we're not getting, you know, to do a full accurate rating, we need to see bare naked titty, but that's not going to happen. I suspect they're fake, but I don't know for sure. If they're real, they're spectacular. But going on uh, what's in the, the pictures, I would say, you know, 8.7 out of 10, pretty good. She's it's pretty good, I got to say. But like I said, I, I wouldn't know. Now, I do make deductions for fake ones, although I'm not really, like, I'm not anti-boob job. I think sometimes it's necessary. Uh, oh, you know what I hate, hate more? More than anything, unnecessary boob jobs. That's really an unfortunate thing. You get these uh, porn whores with like killer uh, uh, real tits and then like 
all of a sudden you're like, what's different? And then you realize they got a, why did you get a, what are you doing? You got a, why? They sagged like a millimeter. Yeah, that's going to happen. It doesn't matter. Well, I guess in their profession it matters. I, you know, realistically speaking, I mean, really, what are we talking about? But it's a hell of a thing. All right. Let's see. Yeah, Elena, Elena Hava, she's fucking hot. Bazinski says yesterday I had a convo with a friend who defined himself as feminist and he got red pilled on the situation that men are left behind because of feminism. Feminism destroyed the man woman dynamic, and now that AI is replacing the thoughts, they re get fucked. Yeah, that's that is what's happening here. That is what's happening. Pazinski says, I can count on my fingers the good women I used to be. I can count on my fingers the good women. I used to be a feminist before Gamergate. I always considered myself an ally with these femmes. When these femmes said I was evil for being a man, I threw everything in the garbage. Feminism made me borderline misogynist in the, in the beginning. Women need to understand the role that patriarchy is good for the dynamic of man and woman. And men need to be the bread makers. Companies need to stop hiring women over men because men are being thrown in the trash over wokeness, and that is why they check out. Yeah. And he says, I cannot stress enough how this topic is a big personal point for me. I explained to women around me that feminism has created the culture of men pumping and dumping them, and then women start complaining about men not sticking around in relationships. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with all that. Um, uh, yeah, Feminism is one of the main culprits uh, as far as why we are in the situation that we're in. And uh, it has been, it's just been totally toxic, total AIDS. Uh, I don't know if there's a way out of it. I think there's a way out of it locally. Like, I, I, I think they are out there. Um, I, I don't think there's a ton of them as far as, like, good women. They are out there. Um, I also think a lot of this shit's generational. Um, I think that, uh, you know... I think women that grew up in a different time period in different generations are just completely different. Um, you, you you look at some of the stories, just like you, you, you take like an older couple uh, and you compare their stories and how they met or whatever. We're talking like normal shit. You know what I mean? Like the guy didn't have to like go through torture. Like some of, and granted, I'm not saying this is everyone, but it seems like with older couples, if they tell you their story, it's a lot more normal. Like, you know, I met him at school and I liked him and then blah, blah, blah. And then, we, and then we've been together ever since. Or we went on a date and we went to the movies and then I liked him. And it was just like, there wasn't like this just, insanity the, the it's almost like feminism like it, it it's like a it's like a it's like a wedge because the girl um and it, it fucks with guys psychologically as well but like the girl will stop themselves like they'll, they, they'll like a guy they'll want to be with them he'll check all the boxes but they'll like stop themselves because they feel like it's the right thing to do. And the reason they feel like it's the right thing to do to stop themselves is because of all the propaganda. So, so a lot of this, I think, is, is... I think there's probably less good younger women than there are older women. 
that would be my guess. I, I'm just, I, you know, it's, I'm not an academic. I'm not claiming that that's what the evidence shows. I, 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 I would bet, though, if it was studied. I think a lot of this shit is generational. A lot of this shit is cultural. A lot of this shit is cultural. Women in other countries, um, pff, totally different. Totally different situation. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think the, the whole thing is fucked, unfortunately. Uh, give me, I'll be back in a minute. Okay, let's see here one moment. All right, now we got AIDSorific Aidsenstein says, I am calling the AI takeover the Horpocalypse. Heard that anywhere yet, HB? I can't say that I have. It's good, Horpocalypse works. If not, I get the internet credit, LOL. Well, internet credit's an interesting thing on for multiple reasons. One, the internet ultimately they will just, it, it just happens. And it, 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 it's like, it, it, I think probably no matter what you come up with, someone at some point on some forum probably said it. So I would be surprised if this would be the first usage of Horpocalypse, but I do like Horpocalypse. And uh, that is what we're, I think that's what we're going to experience. I, uh, I'm happy to bring on the Horpocalypse. I think it's gonna be fantastic. All right, let me see if that uh, article is up and running on. Okay, yeah, good to go here. All right, here is breaking news from the internet from Bazinski. Um, I've always liked the damn, so this was translated, by the way. I don't know if it's like 100%, but this was originally written in Portuguese, I believe. I've always liked damn stories, the unlikely characters for who for some reason get lost out there. One of these characters is a comedian named Bismarck Fugaza, and his story gives us a glimpse of the current Brazilian trance. 
Fugaza and a colleague had denounced Minister Alexandre de Moraes, the Inter-American Court of Human Rights, for violating the rights of freedom of expression in the country with several arrests, arrests and disproportionate fines without due process of law. He was arrested in Paraguay, entitled to an international operation, and to, clo and to close the friendship bridge for a few minutes. <clears throat> spent three months in jail. The reason is the same as always, the threats to democracy and the like. In the coverage of the case, almost none, the stamp Bolsonarist influencer seems to sum up the issue. The federal police report on this case was animate. It was not possible to prove in a minimally reasonable way that Fugaza carried out acts that attacked democratic institutions on the 8th of January. Cases like this have become the most perfect banality around here. One of the most curious was that of YouTuber Monarch, banned from social networks for spreading disinformation about the electoral process. Do we see the TSC censoring people, he said, and preventing the transparency of the polls? You get suspicious what nonsense is happening at the polls there, he asked. It has been banned, and logically it's pointless to ask whether there's any law in the country typifying a crime of distrust, Monarch has simply given his opinion in the form of a question lost in the midst of idle, otherwise perfectly irrelevant talk that everyone may or may not agree with. I have no idea if anyone seriously believes that cracking down on these people fulfills some defense of democracy imperative. I suspect not. The election are already a long way off. There is a certain wariness with it all. And in a way, Minister Barrasso solved the riddle in the blunt speech at the UNE Congress. He says, we defeated Bolsonarism. Point difficult to go further in this analysis. At this point in the game, I don't think it's worth making long considerations about the meaning of the rule of law, about how absurd and unacceptable it is that justice takes sides, that individual rights are so blatantly violated that prior censorship is trivialized, and everything that everyone is tired of knowing, I was still reading a beautiful text these days referring to the vision of the great Isaiah Berlin on the meaning of freedom in the political world. The idea that only she was able to respect our divided souls and the endless conflict between our goals and values. Berlin speaks of the modern learning that comes from uh, Montaigne, from John Locke, and whose synthesis is, we do not agree with each other's ideas, our gods are opposed and our values are often incompatible with each other. And despite this, we need to live together. What is only possible if the rules of the game are given by freedom, by respect for impartial rules, by the broadest right to expression. Otherwise, violence ensues. All that remains is to trap comedians and punters around as in a machine that suddenly takes on a life of its own and whose summary is, we don't agree with each other's ideas. Our gods are opposed. Our values are often incompatible with each other. And despite this, we need to live together. What is only possible if the rules of the game are given by freedom, by respect for impartial rules. I don't know what that, that, did that, did I reread that or did that? Uh... Oh, no, that was written twice. Okay, that was written twice. Okay, for some reason that was, okay, that was uh, written twice. Faced with the state of affairs we've reached, there are different attitudes. The first is for enthusiasts, the gang that salivates between their fangs at every banished, arrested, whatever enemy. A few days ago, I read one of these. Quote, this is not the time to back down, he would scream, using exclamation points a lot. It is difficult to know the exact size of this group, but it seems to be 
the majority in opinion circles to these people, things like rule of law, this is very similar to America, or a legal typification. I just talked to sleep as I heard from one activist on a nervous day. Ever since the world began, militant passion has been able to justify anything. I don't know of a single episode in history where censorship was practiced in the name of censorship. The reasons were always the best, the nation, freedom, democracy itself. There is not exactly originality in the Brazilian case. The second attitude is that of fear. When a deputy is banned from the networks by an ex officio decision, what effect does this have on his peers? When the constituents created the parla uh, parliamentary immunity statute, it was exactly so that a deputy could speak without fear. The same is true for journalism and for any citizen who has gained the power to chat on social networks. We have become the democracy of the chilling effect, the inhibitor effect, the Ill, uh, illustrious jurist you call gives you a very critical view on these topics. But in the end, he says, somewhat embarrassed, please don't quote me. Still another attitude increasingly common, indifference. The aggression to rights at first causes indignation. It's repetition, however, not so much. <clears throat> it becomes status quo and we adjust. This is common in long dictatorships. Does anyone happen to care about Cuban political prisoners? I follow their drama on precarious websites, which no one pays much attention to anymore. In democracies that slide into illiberalism, this is not much different. Did they ban Guthrin Fusa, the one who wrote, isn't my name Johnny Ann? So it is. This has its rationale there. Playing the hero in a difficult time can be risky. Better to stay hidden out there in WhatsApp groups, changing the subject, betting on some form of self-deception. There is still one last attitude given by common insistence on certain principles. <clears throat> it doesn't take a hero to do this. Just stand. Resist militant frenzy and its oddities and all forms of abusive power. There is a master lesson on this by Javier Kirkus in The Anatomy of an Instant, which for a long time was my bedside book. The book is a chronicle of Spanish politics in the 80s, a period of transition after the Franco dictatorship. At a given moment, there's a coup attempt. Their leader is Colonel Antonio Tejero, a guy who seems to have stepped out of a Vargas Losa novel. He invades parliament and maintains his pantomime for an entire night until... He turns himself in the next day. Circus writes his book based on a photograph taken at the exact moment when Tejero invades parliament and opens fire on the deputies. The vast majority hide under chairs. Only three parliamentarians remain motionless, among them Adolfo Suarez, sitting calm and impassive in the front row. I don't think it would look good for a government leader to throw himself under a chair, he would later say. It was a good metaphor for Brazil today. Both there and here, we don't need any hero heroism. Just people willing to stay in the same place. Remain impassive amidst the collective trance, reminding ourselves that the law must be preserved, that opinion, detestable as it may be, must be free, and that no one is above the rights inscribed in the Constitution, that the judge cannot enter the field to defeat this or that side of the game. Elementary things that define a good democracy in which we definitely shouldn't give up. So yeah, there's definite similarities here between what's going on in Brazil and in America. And I expect, so apparently they've arrested a comedian and a commentator. I ex totally expect that to happen in America. I think within the, within the let's see, what is this? I think with within the next eight to 12 months, we're going to see it. So it's really, it's crazy. It's completely fucking insane. All right, here is uh, David Pakman interviewing uh, 
Vivek, let's see how this goes. Today we will be speaking with Vivek Ramaswamy, who's an entrepreneur, candidate in the 2024 Republican primary, also author of the book Woke Inc. Inside Corporate America's Social Justice Scam, which maybe we will have the opportunity to get to. I really appreciate your time today. I know, I know you're super busy. I'm going to get right into what fortunately or unfortunately is often my first question when we speak to candidates right now. It's just sort of like okay. a sanity check, which I think you will pass, honestly. Um, so <laughs> is there any way to interpret that Donald Trump actually won the 2020 election or did he lose the 2020 election? The only you, you, the way you're framing the question, you're asking me a very specific question. Is there any way? Here's one important unexplored strand. OK, OK. The Hunter Biden laptop story and its systematic suppression. I'm a data driven guy. Really? I'm a da I'm a data driven guy. And if you and I think you probably are, too, based on absolutely you know, what little I know. Uh, David only likes data that supports the narrative. He rejects all data that doesn't support the narrative, no matter how much of it there is. So look at the polling data yeah. on the on the aftermath and before and after. There are more than enough people. It's not even by a, a super small margin that say they would have changed their vote had they been exposed to that information before that election. The fact is that was systematically suppressed in what was probably the single greatest form of election interference in American history. And there was another, a lot of, so I like the answer. I like that answer. Discussion. If, if I may just finish just to just to see, get the full freight of my view here. Yeah. There was a lot of discussion about the legitimacy of the 2016 election on the back of Russian election interference that actually it turns out was actually much smaller scale than surmised. But on the day of Trump's inauguration, there was a lot of discussion. Hillary Clinton called the election result illegitimate and said that it was partly the product of Russian elect election interference. Whatever that was, that pales in comparison, pales really? to the effect of the systematic suppression on domestic soil of a story that two years later, every news outlet in this country has absolutely admitted was indeed true when it was systematically suppressed at the time. That's a solid answer. So you ask the question, is there any basis? There's your basis. And it is, do you have an opinion as to, is it the, the explicit pictures of Hunter that would have in some way changed people's minds or the as of yet unproven claims that Joe Biden is involved in some kind of bribery fraud. So uh, it's proven you're lying or like what about it? So I'm not speaking for the survey respondents, but I okay. can tell you what speaks to me. Yeah, 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 actually, because I wouldn't have changed my vote. I voted for Trump. Right. So I wasn't one of the survey respondents who said I would have changed my vote because of it. Good. So, so here's here's what does speak to me. And I think it's, it's relevant. Let's just take this outside the scope of political partisanship. The Burisma payments to Hunter Biden are a deep problem. $5 million paid by a Ukrainian company, privately owned by somebody who at the time was sitting on the National Security Council in Ukraine. Relevant now because A, it did result in an impeachment of a US president who called, that was Trump, who called for further investigation of that in Ukraine. But that wasn't the only geopolitical consequence of it. I think it has deep-seated implications even now for Say what, say what many people on Russia's side of this say. Well, you have a U.S. president whose son was dealing when that person was vice president with actually the Ukrainian government indirectly 
accepting what in any other context we would call bribes, so much so that President Obama's staff actually raised this with Biden, only to be shouted down by it. This is a bipartisan concern. That's a real issue. Also, the shell companies created to do business with China and the Chinese government, again, paid millions of dollars. That is relevant information on the eve of a presidential election. When the fourth largest newspaper in circulation, the New York Post, founded by Alexander Hamilton, had its social media accounts locked for publishing a story where okay. you and I would have had our accounts locked for even sending it via direct message or email. So I do think we have to go back and reconcile ourselves. So very strong start by Vivek so far. With that, have to reckon with that, admit what went wrong if we're actually to move forward in the future sweeping that under the rug and, and relegating that to be the concern of rubes that live in the middle of the country and are election deniers, I think is the wrong approach for us to heal as a country. I think we have to reckon with the fact that we did that as a nation, the United States of America, we let that happen. Admit that. Now, my view is nations make mistakes. You can move forward if you understand those mistakes, but we have to be open about them. So not to stay on this, but to summarize, in terms of a factual vote dumps or sandwiches and ballots under the table or vans backing in Mike Lindell, cyber guys looking for bamboo fibers on the ballots. So just to be clear, most of that is totally made up. You're not talking about any of that. You're simply saying had some people known about the allegations related to Hunter Biden at the time, enough people in some states might have changed their votes such that Trump would have gotten to 270. That's your position. If that story had not been systematically top down suppressed. I gotcha. I think there's good data to suggest it could have changed the result of the election. Okay, good. And the point, again, is not to debate it with you, but to get your position on on the record. It's data driven, so it's not. I'm super interested in your campaign because You are right now one of the people that Donald Trump is saying nice things about in general. Uh, He mispronounces your name badly, Ramaswamy, which you may care about, you may not. That's for you to decide. But it's it's been it's been an affliction in my life, I will tell you. (laughs) But but I've grown used to it. Best efforts are what I appreciate. (laughs) He is generally saying the reason you're surging. uh, He said this Saturday is because you're actually mostly treating him well, treating him fairly, et cetera. You're roughly polling 5% right now, real clear politics average. I'm sure there are anecdotal polls that have you higher and lower, but the real clear politics average has you right around five right now. I'm a distant third at five. You're a distant third at five. You do seem to have taken a commanding position ahead of Mike Pence though, and that we can talk about as well maybe. My question is from a practical standpoint, is your perspective on Trump calculated in order to sort of be there in case Trump really can't run a campaign because he gets arrested a third, a fourth, a fifth time, maybe even six, is the idea not to turn off the MAGA voter so that if Trump hits trouble, they go to you rather than maybe DeSantis or somebody else. Is that a consideration? It's not a political calculation. My whole political strategy in this race is to speak the truth, at least share my beliefs, tell the people who I am and what I stand for and leave it to the voters to decide whether that's what they want. Okay. And so if I come out of this election where everybody in this country knows who I am and what I stand for, and that's not what they want, I'm at peace with that. I'm very much at peace with that. 
and that's exactly the system working as it should. Mm. The more I learn about and the experiences I have, the more difficult I realize how hard that is for certainly me and probably any other candidate to actually achieve that goal. But anyway, the reason I'm saying what I am is I actually do believe that Donald you just Trump believe it. was an effective president. He was an effective president, no doubt about it. I think he was a good president with whom I agree on most policy questions. The reason I'm in this race is that, A, I believe I can take that agenda even further than he did hmm. and unite the country in the process because for whatever reason, and I don't blame him for this, but I think it's just a fact. Okay. That about 30% of this country <laughs> becomes, you know, I would say mentally ill in a certain form, psychiatrically ill. I've heard start, you say that. Yeah. They agree with things that they otherwise wouldn't have agreed with. They start disagreeing with things they otherwise would have agreed with just because he's saying them. Mm. And, and I think that for whatever reason, I'm not yet having that effect on people. And I don't think I will. No, and that you allows don't seem us to, to make people crazy. You know, the interesting thing about the psychiatric thing you know, your background is in, if I understand, undergrad biology and then business. Mine is in economics and communication. Neither one of us are doctors. But one of the interesting things is I was in Chicago last weekend. I was sitting very close, close proximity to a table of, of uh, MAGA folks who were talking about the primary. And I was just listening in like a fly on the wall. It was an incredible sociological experience as a progressive. I was out of my bubble and they start talking about, uh, you know, who's really in charge? It's Obama through the military. And then someone else says, you know, the vaccines, this and that and the other thing. And someone else says, you know, we got to get rid of the deep state. And one guy goes. So they had a pretty good grasp of what's going on. Gotcha. You know who I like? I like that Indian guy. They didn't know your name. They didn't know your name, but they refer to you as that Indian guy because he's not part of the deep state, et cetera, et cetera. The definition of what we mean by psychiatric illness, a lot of the stuff I'm hearing from folks about JFK Jr.'s alive and all this different conspiracy stuff that surrounds MAGA, it seems as though when we start just saying psychiatric illness, I don't know if it gets us to where the country is and what would be best for it necessarily, which is why I wonder about this talking point you've come up with about Trump makes a third of the country psychiatrically ill. What's what are you what are you getting at when you say that? that I mean, he's too that, divisive. No, I think that I think that. I'm describing the fact of many people in this country disagreeing with policies that they otherwise would have agreed with that I okay. believe are good for this country, that Trump believed are good for this country that they put themselves at odds with just because he's the person I arguing see. for them. Like at the southern border, for example. I went to the speak of Chicago since I'll, 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 you know, reminded me of my experience of going to Chicago recently. You didn't sit to, next to these people I sat next to, I'm guessing. No, and actually I, 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 share, I, I share with you a commitment to get outside my own bubble too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went to the south side of Chicago where Republican candidates don't go. Right. A nearly 90% black audience, most of whom are viewed as deep Democrat country. We held a couple of town halls. I got my hair cut at a barbershop. We visited South Shore High School in Chicago, which is partly being converted into an encampment for migrants who are crossing the southern border. I'll tell you what I found. I found some of the most ardent supporters of sealing the southern border who I have met in my life. Mm. Didn't come at a, at a conservative MAGA rally. It came on the south side of Chicago. And I think that that's just one example among many. I found some of the fiercest opposition to our war in Ukraine, which, by the way, I share in common.
Mm. And so I don't think the real partisan boundaries that the media teaches us to accept, those aren't the real divisions in this country right now. I think there are different divisions. They do not track traditional Republican Democrat boundaries. That's an artificial projection. Are they class divisions more so, or what are they? Well, I, I see it as, I cut it through, I think there's some element of class division. I think that there's a deeper division between what I call the managerial class mm. and the citizen. And I think the managerial class pervades multiple institutions. It's not just in government. That is what we call the deep state. And, and believe me, I care about this phenomenon and believe I understand it deeply. But there's a sort of horizontal managerial class the same kinds of people, if not some of the same people who are the associate deans of God knows what at a proliferating cancer of man. So I, I will say this now that we're about halfway into it. It seems like David is going to do with this what he did with Mike Lindell. So if you recall, David had Mike Lindell on his show. Mike Lindell uh, said his spiel. David did not say anything. And then after... Um, the interview was over the next day david started smearing him when he could have said those things to mike lindell's face it looks like that's where this is headed because ramaswamy is in full command of this interview uh david is is not offering any counter arguments and he will probably make a follow-up video and then claim that vivek is some sort of conspiracy theory and racist and all the you know naughty words and smears managerialism at universities that professionally sit on corporate boards, that become the ambassador of God knows what to some third world, you know, or, or sort of second bit nation as a gig that they take on. This is the, under, the undersecretary of God knows what in the next administration. It's the rise of the managerial class that wields far more power than our founding fathers ever envisioned. And I think part of what we're missing in this country is a three branch constitutional republic with three co-equal branches of government where the people who we elect to run the government in the executive and legislative branches are actually the ones who run the government. That is not the case today. And so I have no doubt that, uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of occasion for folks who step outside their bubble, whoever that is, to roll their eyes and whenever they walk into that other room and walk out and hmm. dismiss whoever they heard as a bunch of crazies. Well, Obama's and, still in charge secretly through the military. He's a little nuts, right? <clears throat> well, I mean, Obama is definitely pulling strings. I don't know about the whole through the military part, but Obama is absolutely involved. That's obvious. Let me, let me just, 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 that's facile, okay? Let's okay. just double click on that a little bit. Sure. What's the intuition? What's the intuition there? The intuition is that Joe Biden, the duly elected president of the United States, supposedly, the person in charge, yeah. is actually in charge making the decisions. I don't think he is. I don't think many people in the Democratic Party think that he is. I think it is a managerial class that finds him as a convenient vehicle for advancing a particular agenda. Okay, I'm, but are there, are there to, any of these yeah. examples you wouldn't defend? Like we've gone to Trump rallies and they say, Trump's actually still in charge because the generals swore an <coughs> oath to him. Are you willing to say, there, is there some version of that one that you think Trump is, is not in charge. That's why he is taking great pains to run for president of the United States. Okay, so that one's that just wrong. That one you're not yeah, gonna equivocate but, on. But, but no, but, but, but is it David or Peck? How, do you, how should I address you? You know, you can call me anything you want, Vivek. Okay, got it. Um, I'll call you David. Uh, so, and thank you for saying my name correctly. It is Vivek. So here's what I will say. I think you and I share this in common. Mm. I'll speak for myself and I'll, you know, give you the assumption to start with that you share this in common is. Sure. We care about 
reviving a national identity and a nation we can be proud of that is no david does not care about any of that david is a lunatic communist Uh, he does not want to see the country do well at all united he wants to see himself do well of course but not the country around the principles that set us into motion 250 years ago david is vehemently opposed to all of those principles that's certainly what i care about I think yeah. that, that, is, that is still possible in this country. I, I don't know that 20 years from now it'll be possible. I think it's still possible in this country right now. I think you and I are not on the side of a national divorce. If that's the case, <clears throat> then we need to be... No, David wants us in camps, and uh, so that's why David needs to be deported as soon as possible. ...be able to pierce through mm. what somebody... Because, I, I mean, I went on The Breakfast Club. I don't know if you... Did you see that I interview? saw it, of course. Yeah. We did so, so deep I prep. It. Deep prep. So, I appreciate that. Deep, <laughs> deep <laughs> deep prep. I appreciate deep prep. So, so I had a moment in that interview where I could probably have done to this woman, I forget her name, what you might be able to do to the people who were in that room with you in Illinois, which is to take a speck of what she said and then just say, this is my occasion to bury her. I kind of had that moment on set with Don Lemon and decided yeah. to take it because that Don Lemon's different. I, I, that's not an objective. Like, right? My question is, What's what's going on underneath the surface? Yeah. Okay? And I think what's going on underneath the surface in our country, left, right included, is that we are all starved, not even hungry anymore. We are starved for purpose and meaning and identity at a time in our national history when the things that used to ground us in our identity, faith, patriotism, hard work family. These things have largely disappeared. That leaves a moral vacuum, a black hole in its wake. And when you have a black hole that runs that deep, poison fills the void. And so what we need to do is to fill that void with a vision of, in my opinion, American national identity without apology, to dilute that poison to irrelevance. That is what we are starved for. Vivek, David is the poison. Now, he's not the only poison, but he is part of the poison. So, uh, I will say, this is, I always say this about Vivek. He says really good shit. I really have very little to criticize in this interview. I think he's killing it. That doesn't mean, though, that he's going to deliver. That's a whole other thing. I hope he delivers. It would be amazing if he delivered. But I got to see it before I believe it. I do think he's right about this, though. And I think he he doesn't. And look, you know, David Pakman, this guy's running for president. David Pakman is kind of small potatoes in that kind of a realm. Um, But yeah, David is the poison. uh, Absolutely. As it relates to the conspiracy theorizing on the right. Sure. as As you'll label. okay. So first of all, I think it's worth just doing a recounting of the last 24 months in this country. Right. We were told that a virus that did not originate in a lab in Wuhan, if you said it did, that you were racist and had your social media accounts. Locked. OK, you know, if we, we can, now know Vivek, that it originated only right? because David does not like any uncomfortable truths that go against the narrative. As we have limited time and we've yep. gotten this list so many times. Yep. I know where you're going with this, which is sometimes yep. people have been wrong. Not about sometimes many things. times would be my only point because that's I could go totally for a long fine. Time in the last two years yeah and so we have to we got to be on a point where i think i think that alone is prima facie evidence okay that we're that 
it's not enough to just point to the ridiculous facial claim that somebody makes and sort of and sort of narrowly solve for can you denounce that as false you're playing the wrong game especially against the backdrop that is not reading a room correctly yeah where time and again and it is and, and so you'll cut me off appropriately because you know the list as well as i do but time and again it has to be measured against the backdrop of every major instance that has been systematically suppressed has come out to have had some element of truth to it fair and, and i think, I it's think against that backdrop, if it's we have okay with you so i can hit a couple other things yeah. i want to leave it at I think there's a difference between recognizing that, for example, how effective vaccines are against the latest variant is different than Trump is in control right now because the general swore an o a loyalty oath. As long as we can agree those are two different things and we can talk about both, we can maybe hit a couple other things. Is that cool? Yeah, fair. I think we're I think we're on the same page there. Good. I, I have to talk to you about woke and wokeness. You wrote the book. It's in the title. One of the things I'm interested in when it comes to the anti woke movement and woke as a cancer or a problem is that there's about a half dozen or more polls that show that wokeness seems to be the predominant perspective. If you look at the whole country, I won't give you the full list, but just so we put bullshit, a here, I'll be back. In a there's minute. one poll from Pew, which finds that about six in 10 Americans say on the issue of uh, going far enough the right far, the right distance or or not far enough on making trans people feel OK, not discriminated against understanding their issues. Sixty percent say we, we've hit the right note or we actually have not gone far enough. There's one from the Hill about 60 percent of the country is against any restrictions on drag performances. This is the sort of thing I'm talking about. You maybe you will dispute the numbers, maybe you won't. But those are some of the data I'm working with. Doesn't it seem as though the anti woke idea is maybe overplaying a hand that might do well in some parts of the country, but won't win a national campaign, as evidenced by what Ron DeSantis is seeing right now, losing 42 percent of his support in the primary? So I want to say something uh, which I've said before, but it doesn't seem to matter, but I'm going to say it anyway. His the media seems to, to be the one that uses a label of anti-woke to describe my campaign. I am running a campaign to revive national identity. And at the time okay. I wrote Woke Inc., yeah. you, you, know, you know what people criticized the title back then? People, didn't, people said, nobody knows what this word is. Okay. So at the time I wrote the book, that was actually the chief criticism of the title. And unlike many on both the left and right, mm. I will define exactly what it is oh, okay. that I view as a symptom. Of a oh, deeper a malaise in our current. I thought symptom. you were going to define woke itself. No, so, so well, wokeness is a symptom, and I will define the symptom, but okay. it is also a deeper cancer. I mean, wokeness is a is a worldview that says that there are certain invisible social relationships between us, grounded on oppression or oppressor relationships and statuses of people, based on race, gender, and sexuality. That you're either oppressor or oppressed based on those genetic attributes that there are invisible societal injustices resulting from them, and that we have to be awake, alert to those injustices, and then correct for them. Left or right, I think that that's a neutral definition that describes at least what we're talking about. I, I have a different one, which is much simpler, which is simply becoming woke is becoming aware that there are problems in our society bigger than any one person's circumstances. That's how I define it. And I know it's very different from what you're because saying. That's a, that's a slightly different definition and one that is set up for more people to agree with it. But I think that <laughs> but I think but I think that that's not I, I, respectfully, David, I, that's a um, 
that's a definition that on its own does not support the specificity of policies that follow from it, right? Racial quota systems in boardrooms, the, the fact that a company cannot list on NASDAQ unless it has a certain number of quotas filled by racial minorities or sexual minorities on its board. That is a much more specific instantiation that closely tracks my definition of wokeness than a general definition that there are just vaguely some things wrong in the world that are systems that don't result from individual behavior. Well, okay, that's a big leap to get from there to racial quota systems, especially when actually in that very rule, and I'm just triple clicking on that just to get specific, but it is not an outlier, it is an example of what we see pervasively, where people then came back and said, well, how about veteran status or disability status? To which the government, the SEC and the NASDAQ said no, because that would reduce the desired forms of diversity on that board. So we are talking about very specific instantiations of a culture that we can't just elide in the form of a general neutral definition that there are some unfair systems that we need to correct for them. That's not the essence of the claim that alone would support the range of policies that we see. And so I think we have to owe it to ourselves to at least be specific and get on the table where I'll give Ibram Kendi at least some credit for being specific when he expressly says the right answer to past discrimination is present discrimination. The right answer to present discrimination is future discrimination. Those are his words, not mine. You have to take people like Ayanna Presley at their word. We don't want any more black or brown faces that don't want to be a black or brown voice. I know that's a little bit uncomfortable to smoke out because it makes a lot of my friends on the left uncomfortable because they don't want to agree with those exact statements, even though they do want to agree with the more neutral definition of wokeness that you provided. But we have to smoke that out where there are policies that directly track what the leading advocates of this movement have said in their own words. That's not me putting words in anybody else's mouth. And I think we just have to own that up and get that on the table so we can actually have an honest, clean hearted debate about it. Yeah. Right? We what's can interesting what's right about that is it sounds, you know, the the example, most of the examples you're coming up with as someone on the progressive left are not examples I would defend. And simultaneously, it sounds like you're also not denying that when it comes to the way we treat people, when it comes to the questions asked in these polls about wokeness, when it comes to trans controlling books, uh, drag shows, etc., I'm not hearing that that's actually the fight you really want to have, which if that's the case, I like that. I think that that's good. Yeah. Well, here's here's the one fight on that narrow issue that I do care to have is as yeah. it relates to kids. OK, so so I believe that uh, you know, and what I'm about to say is controversial to some, but I'm going to share my view, and I think it's grounded in history and fact and, and my true perspective. I think that gender dysphoria, especially in kids, is a mental health condition that and should be treated as such. And for most of our history, all the way through the DSM-4, and I believe the DSM-5 has been viewed that way, when a kid says that their gender does not match their biological sex, that is usually evidence that something else is wrong in their life, and we should get to the bottom of that. I do not believe it is compassionate to affirm that kid's confusion. I believe that is cruelty. I believe 20 years from now, we will look back at allowing kids to undergo genital mutilation and chemical castration in the way that we would also judge Iran for doing the same thing. In Iran, if you're gay, you know what they do? They make you undergo yeah. genital mutilation and sex change. I think many gay kids are going through the same thing today because of the trans fixation in really American culture right now. I met two young women, Chloe and Katie, both of whom badly regret decisions they made to undergo double mastectomies, and in one case, a hysterectomy, as well as chemical castration. They will never, chemical intervention, they will never be the same again either. 
I think that is barbaric. And for the same reasons that we do not allow kids to get a tattoo before the age of 18, we should not allow kids to undergo genital mutilation or chemical castration. Now, of course, you can. So great answer. David, David, of course, is pro mutilation. uh, And so he's going to defend it and pretend that none of it's happening. But very strong answer from Vivek there. Get a tattoo before the age of 18 with parents' permission, and that's what many, many want to see Actually, many states you can't. Uh, I'm not aware of any such states, but I take take your word that there are some where that's the case. I mean, listen, on that issue, and we're out of time, and I'm going to let you go because I know that that, that you you have uh, a lot of things to get to. On that issue, um, I I do want to say that in every state I'm aware of, the issue of gender dysphoria in kids does start as a behavioral health intervention. I think the question becomes, and I don't have an, I don't pretend to have an answer to this question at this time. How far is it okay to go beyond that? I am with you that I don't yet believe we have the full 2020 hindsight on it. The the one thing I will leave with you on this too, and you seem like a, I appreciate your reasoned approach here to having a conversation. (laughs) He's a snake. He's gonna smear you. I guarantee it. Something I don't always get is, If gender dysphoria is such a condition of suffering, and I believe it is, in the rare instances in which it occurs, why on earth are we now going out of our way to create more of it? By purposefully weaving in the possibilities for gender confusion at ages where, literally, and there's good evidence to back this up, when there's one case of gender dysphoria in a school, it spreads. Like, you you could do the R-squared math on this, right? It's like, you could compare that to COVID, the spread of COVID, and you can epidemiologically model this stuff. Yes, this is actually having an effect that we're going out of our way to create a condition that we say creates more suffering. I'll give you one example in New Hampshire where I travel frequently. The state just shot down a piece of legislation. All it said was if a kid in school identifies as a gender different than their biological sex, the parent has a right to know. And over a lot of activism and opposition, they shot that bill down, which is odd because the whole premise is that kids are at heightened risk of suicide, in fact. And so a parent doesn't have the right to know if their kid's showing up in school with the condition that the whole premise for the movement was the kid is at higher risk of mental health condition or suicide. It says there's something else going on here. Yes, that would be predators. They are predators. These are child predators at the school in the legislature. And David does propaganda for the predators. We, We talked about one of those laws recently. I expressed the same concern, which is. It, I, I, I understand the two forces here, the idea of w- we don't necessarily want to, quote, out a child that is not ready or maybe outed into an unsafe home environment on the yep. one hand, the other side being exactly what you're saying. So I think all of these issues are more complicated than than both. And David, sides before we rock and roll, before we rock and roll not on this, but on just a synthesis of this conversation, I just feel, yeah. um, you know, I'm on a mission to lead not a political party, but a nation. And I will, I will share with you a commitment that I'm willing to make. And, and I hope that that provides some inspiration to people who disagree with me on many issues like yourself. To I, maybe hope, do I hope you're not about to offer me press secretary. You know, uh, we have to get to know each other better before okay, I fair, make that fair, offer. Fair. But, but maybe you're on the short list. I don't know. <laughs> but here's what I'll say. Yeah. Okay. I think that we all need to do better of smoking out the best argument for the side that we actually disagree with to contend with that. Mm not with some caricature of it. And so I- Okay, so I love that he said that. I love that he brought that up with David Pakman because David is fucking incapable of that. 
He is incapable of that. He will never do that. And I like that you bring that up. He's basically saying, steel man your opponents. I have no problem with that. You could steel man leftists. They're, they're insane. I, you know, I, I think that, uh, like, I, I, I'm not threatened by that at all. I think leftist arguments are fucking retarded. And if you want to provide me the best version of the retarded argument, that's no skin off my back. For my part, believe that I'm doing that in this campaign. And if you spot an instance where you think I'm not, then, then get that on the table. But what frustrates me, and it does frustrate me, is that I see a lot of, and I know this world, man, like I came from it, right? I graduated from the top of my class at Harvard. I've been through Yale Law School. I'm working at a hedge fund in New York. Like, let's just get real here. Like, I know you. We haven't met before, but I know you in some sense of the word, okay? Like, you're not unfamiliar to me. And what I see amongst even my peers, right, is a, a, sort of, a form of laziness. I think I'm saying this out of respect and not an attack in a constructive way. I saw a little bit of it in the start of this conversation, right? Hmm. Where you're going to be able to smoke out a version of that which can be caricatured, but these are our fellow citizens. Yeah. And their concerns come from a deep place. Yeah, David does not view uh, them as human beings. So, But that's okay, because I don't view him as a human being. So, so we're even. We're even there. Okay. Where the last thing David should do is be compassionate. If you can do a better job of articulating and smoking out where that concern comes from, then we have an obligation to do it. And that's what gives me my motivation in this race, where people will say, somebody living 50 miles radius of where I am in central Ohio today and say, well, they say the First Amendment applies to tech companies. They're rubes because they don't know that that only applies to the government. Actually, to double click on that and say, you know what, there's something to that intuition. And it turns out if a private actor is doing what the government actually implicitly goaded them to do, then the First Amendment does apply. In every instance, to be able to say that there's when there's something of value there, don't just sweep that under the rug and reject it. Smoke it out, and then let's have that real debate. I and think with respect that's to the woke or trans point. case, I'll do the same. I, I am think doing the same. I, I, listen, what we got to do. I'm, I'm with you in, in general. I think three times now you've deliberately blurred very different types of issues. We have a real situation in this country where a whole bunch of people think Trump either won or is currently the president. It's very different than tech and First Amendment. We've got to leave it there. That is a disagreement we have about the similarity between those situations. I want I could talk to you for another hour. I want yeah, to be of respectful of your time. Yeah, but thank you, man. I've, Vivek Ramaswamy, he's running for president on the Republican side. Really appreciate your time. OK, thank so you, I guarantee you, David is going to make a follow up video and he's going to smear the shit out of Vivek. That's what that's what he does, because he's a piece of shit. Um, Vivek, I was uh, I'd give him an it, he, that was a, that was a, you get an A. You get an A for that one. That was a good interview. I, he fucking killed it. He absolutely killed it. Uh, yeah, so, you know, will he deliver? I, I, I believe it when I see it, but he says a lot of good shit. All right. Joe Rogan spreads right-wing theory that got Fox News in trouble. Oh, Joe Rogan engaged in wrong think. He told the truth about January 6th. Oh, no. Well, they're going to have to ban him and arrest him, probably. All right. Am I uh, connected to the Internet here? Or are we just having memory issues? Let me just make sure. Yeah, I think we're good here. All right. Let me, uh, let me get rid of some of these windows. Maybe that's the problem. Hit reset here. I don't know what the heck's going on. 
page unresponsive. That's not a good thing. All right, let me uh, copy and paste this. I'll get rid of this. And then I'll open this up and see if we could do it this way. No? I would have thought that would work. Why is it, why won't it uh, play this link? Maybe I'll try it in a different browser. Let's go to a different browser. All right, let's try this one. Let's see if it'll play it in this browser. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, you're gonna make us watch because there's no ad block, you fucking bitches. Oh, oh, I like this ad. No, I'll take these ads all day, no problem. No problem. Oh, what are you kidding me? Italian heritage. Yes. She's not Italian. I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Yeah. That was, this okay. is how to get fit. No, this I don't want is this. a metabolism killer. This is. You're giving me a three minute unskippable ad with homosexuals with their shirts off? What are you, crazy? Oh my god. Introducing Hello. Fuckers. Can I. Fresh is. Uh, there's the three-minute ad again. I, who is watching three-minute ads? Jesus Christ. I'll take 13 seconds. All right, we'll do this one again. Although, again, she's not Italian. Nice. Hi, I'm Tim Bowman. Okay. When I first predicted... I guess we're just not watching this video because they're giving us unlimited advertisements and Brave is the only one. Why isn't it playing on Brave? I've never seen that before. What the hell's going on? Oh, you know what? Why don't we back to, I, I don't, this is so bizarre. Okay, maybe we'll go to YouTube. Let me go to YouTube. YouTube, let's see if we can do it this way. Why is everything such AIDS? No, it's not even going, it won't even let me go to you. I, I don't understand. All right, we'll just do the Humanist Report video. Um, where is that one? Here we go. We'll do this one. Insane. Totally. The Center for Countering Digital Hate recently released a report that confirms what many of us have seen on Twitter. The proliferation of hate speech. Only homosexuals with AIDS for brains takes uh, this organization seriously. Since Elon Musk took it over, specifically from users with blue checks who pay for Twitter. Now, what they did is they looked at 100 accounts that subscribe. So this is completely made up. Uh, also, hatred of commies is completely righteous. Twitter blue, and they found accounts that have posted explicitly hateful things about minority groups that violate Twitter's terms of use. Who cares? Use specifically pro-Hitler rhetoric, anti-Semitism. Who cares? Retard. It's the fucking internet racism and even calls for the deaths of lgbtq plus people and after reporting all of these tweets twitter failed to act on 99 percent of them even though they violate Good, that's fantastic twitter's terms of use which means that twitter isn't just allowing paid subscribers to break their own rules but they're also promoting these tweets in the algorithm that now is great news now, this is something, again, that we've all experienced. But these kinds of reports are bad news for Twitter, not just because the user experience has deteriorated because Only of the if you're a faggot. way that he's managed the platform, but also because it hurts Twitter's bottom line, obviously. Since uh, no, it doesn't. It's not obvious. Uh, these lunatics try to go after the advertisers. They're pure evil.
it dissuades brands from wanting to... No, it to doesn't dissuade brands. Brands don't give a fuck. It's uh, organizations like this that uh, are terrorists and they terrorize brands and threaten them if they don't censor at their behest. By ad from this company that allows this to go on. But rather than addressing the hate in a meaningful way, what is Elon Musk trying to do? Well, he's instead trying to coerce brands into advertising by threatening to remove their verification badges if they don't purchase ads. As Fantastic. New York Times reporter Eric Lipton explained. But to make matters worse, he is pathetically trying to silence the organization that published this report. Good. As the New Commies should be silenced. They should not have any rights, so I'm completely on board with this. New York Times explains, X Corp, the parent company of the social media company, sent a letter on July 20th to the Center for Countering Digital Hate, a nonprofit that conducts research on social media, accusing the organization of making a series of troubling and baseless claims that appear calculated to harm Twitter generally and its digital advertising business specifically and threatening to sue. The letter added that the center was funded by Twitter's competitors or foreign governments in support of an ulterior agenda. Imran Ahmed, the chief executive of the Center for Countering during digital hate said Elon Musk's actions represent a brazen attempt to silence honest criticism and independent research bullshit you should be deported he added that Mr. Musk wanted to stem the tide of negative stories and rebuild his relationship with advertisers. The center also said it did not accept any funding from tech companies governments or their affiliates don't care in a blog post Monday evening, X announced that it had filed a lawsuit against the Center for Countering Digital Hate for actively working to prevent free expression. The suit was filed in federal court in the Northern District of California. Yeah. So it is incredibly fucking ironic to me that he is accusing the CCDH of trying to prevent free expression while he is literally trying to intimidate them with lawsuits See, to get- Notice what this AIDS me does is that when he censors us, that's righteous. But when you simply try to stop them from censoring us, they claim that we're violating their rights. Now, the beauty of this, like I said, they've already outlined how to deal with them. So, okay, great. If it violates your rights, that's, that's, that's wonderful. So look what has happened here. I initially was a live and let live person that said we should all be able to speak. And then they tried to censor uh, uh, our side and then when we simply try to stop them from censoring, they claimed that we were violating their rights, which then gave me a taste of violating their rights. And now I'm going to violate all their rights and I want them gone. So there you go. So that's, that's what happens. That's what happens. You fuck with people, you, you, you fuck with their rights, and now you should have all your rights taken away because only predator monsters try to violate people's rights in an offensive way and, and when i say offensively like compared to defensively you know what i mean so um in a, if you try to violate someone's rights in an offensive way me meaning that you like make the first move to violate someone's rights then you should have all your rights taken away that's how it should be because because otherwise there's going to be no way to keep people in check Commies have to be taught a, a, a lesson about what happens when you try to censor people. And so if we could somehow as a society, and this is a tall task, uh, uh, make an example out of them. This group of people tried to take away the rights of your fellow citizens. 
and this is how harshly they were dealt with so other people will see that and go well, i'm definitely not doing that oh my god did you see what they did to those guys when they tried to violate people's rights now it's not just violating our rights there's a very long list of things what you know the the uh, subversion the uh the uh drag shows for kids the all of the sick fucking disgusting shit it's a very long list so if you don't make examples out of these people and again i'm talking completely legally here which i think is doable um then they will be incentivized to keep doing the behavior so we we want the behavior to stop that's why they have to be dealt with harshly legally harshly politically harshly so then people in the future will go oh we're yeah well we're, we can't do that again remember what they did to the commies when they were censoring everyone on social media Whew, that was rough that was rough so yeah it's uh it's sick these are sick evil fuckers that deserve to have all their rights stripped and you might say that's harsh i'm simply saying that's karma that's karma um now if you're a person and you didn't violate someone's rights then i have no beef with you I have no beef. I don't think anything should happen to you. But you are deliberately trying to oppress and kill your political opponents. Make no mistake, they want to kill us. Why do you think they advocated for us to be kicked out of the hospitals and the ICUs if we were unvaccinated? Okay. So just understand what the score is. And I'm simply saying that uh, uh, I believe in karma. I don't believe karma is like actually real. I wish it was real, that, that this would all get resolved very easily. But yeah, like if you're calling for the deaths of your political opponents in an offensive manner and you're violating their rights in a, an offensive manner when you're celebrating them being locked up for non-crimes, then I think that should happen to you. That's really, that's really, that's my position. Do unto others like you want done to you. That's one of the, that's one of the classics from the Bible. Get them to shut up. Make it make sense. But I mean, according to him, Praising Hitler and calling for the mass deaths of queer people is perfectly permissible speech that must be protected on his part. Uh, yeah, it is. So you don't know anything. Uh, it's not that he doesn't. Well, he, I mean, he doesn't know anything, but he, he just doesn't. Uh, he doesn't believe in the concept of free speech for everyone. So that's why he shouldn't have it. It's as simple as that. Why would you give him something he doesn't want? That makes no sense. However, if you make fun of him, that's a different story. That just can't be tolerated, and they've got to take action to remove it. That's speech that cannot be protected. That's some Nazi logic there, literally. And financially, on its face, it makes sense that he wouldn't want to take action against blue check Nazis and piss them off when they're paying him $8 a month. But I mean, think about it in a different way. Suppose that you are a businessman who's very savvy, and you acknowledge that in the grand scheme of things, their subscription fees probably pale in comparison to the ad revenue that they could be making if Twitter wasn't a fucking cesspool. Yeah, they could be making if they just suck all of the cocks of your ill. I mean, get out of here. Fuck you. You're a bitch. You're a fucking bitch. And you're trying to force people to obey you. And surprisingly, now we have some people that are not obeying, which is fantastic. Wouldn't that make more sense? Isn't the long-term brand value of Twitter more important to Elon Musk? Well, of no, uh, full marginalization of commies is what should be looked for in the long term.
course not, because we're talking about a man who literally killed billions of dollars in his own company's brand value by renaming it to X. So contrary to popular belief, he is not a savvy businessman. He's going off of vibes and- Yes, the most richest person in the world, not a savvy businessman, the AIDS commie says. Vibes alone, and he likes the Nazi vibes, but doesn't like anyone who criticizes him. And side note, this absolute fucking moron thought it'd be a good idea to display the X logo on top of Twitter's headquarters with literal fucking strobe lights, only to subsequently turn them off after tenants from the apartment complex that lives across the street complained, because of course they would complain. I mean, it is evident that he has never for once, even for a second, thought about anyone but himself in his pathetic life. Total projection. But back to the lawsuit because he is a very litigious person, which is evident when you look- I hope he sues you. That would make me laugh and laugh. Look at his action over the course of the last couple of months. The New York Times continues, the letter was at least the third legal threat or action by X Corp in the last two months. In May, it sent a letter to Satya Nadella, Microsoft's chief executive, accusing the tech giant of improperly using its data. This month, it also sent a letter to Meta, which owns Facebook and Instagram, saying it had copied Twitter's trade secrets when creating Threads, a new social app. X also sued Watchtel, Lipton, Rosen, and Katz, a leading corporate law firm this month over what it said were unjust payments related to Mr. Musk's 44 billion acquisition of Twitter. In other words, this supposedly savvy businessman is uh, really, really good at making friends. Now, CCDH responded on Twitter, and thankfully, they're not backing down. They write, Elon Musk has claimed that he is a free speech absolutist, but he is now using his attorneys to try to silence CCDH with bogus legal threats. Billionaires can't bully us or our attorney. They continue, you read that right. The richest man in the world is spending time and money to silence his critics with lawfare. You deserve it, and I want to see more lawfare. I want to see a lawfare bukkake against communists. This is fantastic. Elon Musk's lawyer sent us a letter filled with what our attorney described as ridiculous threats. Good, I hope more people sue you. I think that would be fantastic. They later add, Elon Musk is targeting CCDH because we're a leading voice exposing how hate speech and lies skyrocketed on Twitter under his ownership. Bullshit and who cares? By threatening us, Elon Musk is trying to hide the truth about his own failures and save his plummeting ad revenues. And they also share an image with additional findings showing how bad Twitter has gone since Musk took over. And again, none of their findings here are surprising. It's what we've all experienced. But I think that they are correct to point out why he's going after them specifically. It's because their findings get headlines. Their findings uh, are hurting the platform's ability to attract advertisers because then if you advertise on Twitter, then there's going to be questions. Why would from homosexual communists, there's going to be questions, not from normal people. This is these are understand these are fucking terrorists in, engaged in terrorism who then act like, well, if you just obey us, then we'll stop terrorizing you. And they act like the victims are doing something wrong by defending themselves against the terrorism. It's incredible. Incredible. Would you support this platform, give money to this platform that allows Nazis to remain unchecked on the platform? Uh, they, first of all, there are very few Nazis, okay? You're a retard uh, with how you call people Nazis. Secondly, uh, if you engage in legal speech, you should not be banned. You know, and rather than trying to address everyone's concerns and make the platform actually usable again, he's just choosing to shoot the messenger. 
But I mean, regardless, well, that would be great if he is able to silence the CCDH or not, which I don't believe he will be able to do that, even if he's successful with this lawsuit. People can just see that the platform is terrible. I personally have stopped using. Good, stop using it. Go to fucking Aidsville or Aidsadon, where they have all the child porn. That's where you belong, pedo. It as frequently, it's just a cesspool. And Good, then get the fuck out. Seeing this is our cesspool, and you get the fuck out all of the hatred elevated to the top algorithm of course you're a very hateable person you're evil uh, uh and people don't like liars on the internet so you don't fit in here uh, you're going to get nothing but derision uh so yeah that's that's it's righteous to hate people like you it's 100 percent righteous you're a horrible person you try to violate people's rights you advocate for violating people's rights you're like the, the, you represent the worst of our society so to hate you is completely righteous and and wonderful it's a good thing yeah i got no beef with a person that would hate this guy he's a piece of shit mcley is not good for my mental health and i'm sure that other great great i hope you keep using it people feel the same but i mean i'm sure that nobody's and then i hope you get another booster shot surprised by this move from elon musk especially considering how stupid his antics have been over the last year and knowing firsthand that this person is not a brilliant ge genius you know a brilliant uh, businessman he's just a petulant man baby but either way another uh instance of supposed free speech absolutist elon musk going against the very value that he purports to support no first of all commies don't don't get rights only human beings get rights so these people should be sued into oblivion so that's fantastic that's yeah, pretty good elon musk guy he's having a good week he's having a good week he'll probably do something to fuck it up but uh, he's having a good week. This is, I like this lawsuit. I hope there's going to be more of them. It's pretty good. Ian's network says, wow, Southside Chicago doesn't like being replaced. It's almost like regardless of one skin color, people don't like it when you replace them with invaders. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic uh, taking place right now with the Democrats. It's, a, it's quite a bold move. They are importing illegals into the black areas. I guess they thought the blacks would just go along with it and um, they're not going along with it and they're like hey what the fuck are you doing and um, so far I think the the response from Democrats is go fuck yourself and that is going to be very interesting to see how that plays out electorally and if that stops any of the turnout now unfortunately in some of these areas particularly like Philadelphia um, Every black person could stay home on election night and they're still going to get a gorillion votes because that shit is fucking rigged. Um, so, you know, it really depends. Um, the biggest cities is where they're going to have the most success with the cheating. Whereas a place like uh, Virginia, I forget the name of the, of the, um, the county where they cheated from. Um, but they could not they could not get the votes uh, they they could not make it up um same with the i forget the name of the county in jersey they were able to squeak by uh cheating murphy in so you know michigan pennsylvania uh arizona i have no idea i would think pennsylvania and and michigan uh, uh, again i'm not an expert on cities in the country but philadelphia and detroit are very large cities 
I don't see how you pull that off, especially Pennsylvania. I don't see how you win Pennsylvania. Um, you should try. You should, of course, try and do everything you can. But I would be blown away if, if Trump won Pennsylvania. Um, maybe Wisconsin, Milwaukee, I don't know. It just depends on how big these cities are and can they make up the, uh, the deficit with the, with the fraudulent ballots. That's what we're going to find out in the election. And uh, it'll be very interesting. All right. That's the end of the stream. Uh, next stream will be tomorrow. It should be um, around 10 Central. Uh, you can get an archive of this on Rumble rumble.com slash user slash hard news network or on podbean uh, hard news network.podbean.com or on twitter which is at live uh, hnn thank you for all the people that sent uh, super chats and stream labs appreciate that and uh, wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive i appreciate it and i'll see you guys tomorrow i am the hard bastard thank you for watching